Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. What's going on, everybody? Another Monday is upon us here. It means Monday Night Master Debaters is going down tonight. Uh, the Great Deception's awesome roundtable show. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. Every single Monday night, uh, he's kind enough to invite me and then uh, usually a couple other people on. And we talk about just whatever. There's never any uh, itinerary or, uh, you know, docket, maybe is a better word. Uh, there's It's just a fun, fun little roundtable chat. Every single Monday. Check it out. Um, if you've been uh, listening to my show or his show, I always like to put some of these out with a little bit of bonus content up front. And um, considering what we talked about in this episode and what went down last Monday, the Monday Night Football incident with Damar Hamlin, very strange situation. Um, I kind of found out about it live while we were talking. And uh, told uh, Drew from Missing the Point, and then obviously Matt, who's the host of the show, uh, told them about it. And then we kind of speculated a little bit, just, uh, you know, at, at that time, I think they actually said that it was a brain injury. And obviously, there's a lot of weird ritualistic hints to this thing. Um, not saying that he's faking it, not being disrespectful in this manner at all, and not saying it's a full blown conspiracy, although I tend to feel that it is not judging if uh, if you think this wasn't a hundred percent organic thing that uh, wasn't planned out or wasn't meant to happen in this way um, there's too many coincidences here the biggest one jumping out to most people is his number the number three right a hermetic number and then when you take the front and back of the jersey and both shoulder pads you get 33 right front and back and then both shoulder pads. I believe he has the number on his shoulder pads as well. If not, you still have the single 33 with the front three and the back three. And this prompted a lot of people to wonder about what the ritual of 33 is, right? Um, and I'm no expert in this, but I figured I would shed a little bit of light and um, make a few connections when it comes to 33. And... Uh, just what it means to the whole conspiracy world. You as a conspiracy theorist, what do you tell someone if they ever ask you what's the significance of 33? You probably say something about the Freemasons. You might mention Jesus. You might mention the uh, 33 vertebrae and the human spine. And I'm going to mention all those things, but there's a lot more to it. And I'm going to um, break some of it down here. Uh, relatively short beginning. And I'm also going to tie in uh, some stuff with the pentagram. And uh, some other symbols that have to do with this, um, what we're going to call a satanic ritual, okay? Not 100% sure that that's what it is, but all signs seem to point that way. So, going to try and approach this very level-headed, as I like to do, and uh, not be too fantastical about it. But as I mentioned in this episode of uh, Monday Night Master Debaters, 
from the Great Deception. Obviously, Matt's here. Um, he's he should be right. This is his damn show. He's just kind enough to uh, to allow me to to participate. And then this week we talked with Drew Misson from Missing the Point, and then he also does uh, Conspiracy Theater Three Thousand, where they um, it's him, Moral Bob, who I talk with quite often, and then another guy that I don't talk with enough. I, I need to talk with this fella more, Andy Rouse. Um, he's a, a good dude behind the Deep Share podcast, and uh, so those three have a have a fun show where they kind of do a mystery science theater three thousand. But with conspiracy films, right? Uh, I think the first one that they did was um, They Live, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I'm sure they'll do things like The Truman Show and all these other movies where there's messages within them that kind of pertain to the things that we talk about in this whole conspiracy world. But let's get into this 33 thing. And Damar Hamlin specifically, I was kind of playing around with the name um, before we get into the, the concrete stuff. Damar is an anagram for drama. And I found that to be very interesting. Um, Damar, drama, you see the whole thing with uh, the the phrase now is we love Damar. That can mean we love drama too, right? The whole way that people take Santa is an anagram for Satan and they die on that hill, right? So many people are like, dude, Satan is Santa and all that shit. We can apply that same logic here. And by saying we love drama, we love Damar. Um, there's something to it. It's not concrete. It's just interesting. It's something that I found. Obviously, reversing the name Damar, you get Ramad, which uh, would be a shortened version of Ramadan, right? And I, I know nothing about the Islamic faith, okay? Uh, and I'm not talking any shit here. But the way I understand it, Ramadan's from uh, March to April. Uh, I can actually look up the specific dates here. I probably should have had that handy. Um, let's see. Ramadan uh, 2023. March 22nd, ho, oh, 322, to uh, April 4, uh, April 21st. So 322-2421. Uh, what a hell of a coincidence. Now, um, 322, for those that don't know, heavily uh, affiliated with the Skull and Bones Secret Society of Yale. So with Ramadan, with uh, Ramad, um, you wonder if something could potentially happen during Ramadan uh, this year in 2023, just because of the ritual. We know that when uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl in uh, at the beginning of 2022, the 2021-2022 season, the Rams won blue and yellow, and we have been seeing nothing but blue and yellow since with Ukraine and all this other shit, right? Um, is there something going on here? Is there is is this, uh, you know, the first primetime Monday night game. Everyone that watches football loves Monday night football, makes Mondays a little less painful. Uh, something that I know Matt tries to do with this show too. Right. And, um, it, it was, it was cut short. It was cut very short and it was a, it was supposed to, it was promised to be a badass game Two phenomenal teams. It was, uh, you kind of referred to as like the fantasy points, super bowl, um, fantasy football, super bowl. There was a lot of shit that was going to go on there. Lots of yards being thrown for, lots of passes, lots of blah, blah, blah. All that was cut short by what was almost a complete tragedy, and it's still a very sad situation. And for the record, I want to pound this home to people. Um, happy that the dude's okay. Hope he makes a full recovery. Um, I, I tend to think that he did have a heart attack. I don't think that he's faking it. Uh, like some people in this niche of entertainment might say. Um, but... 
was something kind of set up to to make this happen. That's kind of up for debate, and that's not something I'm willing to speculate on, at least right now. We got out right when this happened, too. Right after Monday Night Master Debaters last week, I recorded an episode. Ended up taking it down. I felt kind of weird about it. Um, potentially, you know, this kid's younger than I am. I'm 31. This dude's 24. Uh, didn't want to... It felt like I was trying to kind of, like, get listens off of a tragedy, which... I mean, we will do in the future for sure, but this was, it just felt, something felt off to me about it. So I didn't, I took it down. If you heard it, you heard it. If not, uh, you missed out because it was pretty, pretty interesting. I got a lot of positive feedback on it. Um, this kind of begs the question, though if the Bills win the Super Bowl, their colors are red, white, and blue, right? Kind of like a country that we're all familiar with. Most of the audience, 82% of the audience of this show lives in a country. Uh, with red, white, and blue colors. So if the Bills end up winning the Super Bowl, what does that mean? If we're following the same logic of the Rams winning the blue and yellow team and the Ram being the Aries, the God of War, all that shit, is there a ritual that's going to form with the United States, right? Um, and then you start thinking about other teams that could potentially win, not not this year, but in the future. If the Cardinals ever win a damn Super Bowl, the Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinal is like the number one animal associated with like dead loved ones, right? If you see a Cardinal, supposedly, uh, you know, you're being visited by a dead loved one. If the fucking Cowboys win with the pentagram as their symbol, what does that mean, right? Um, Like I said, at the end of this little intro, I'm going to touch on the pentagram, but there's a lot of different things here. Um, Also, the Ravens. The Ravens are a really good team, probably not their year this year. But the Ravens, another symbol for death, right? Similar to the crow. So um, just interesting to look into that stuff. But let's get into the 33 because that's what you're, I'm assuming you're here, uh, at least for the intro uh, portion for. Now, I've always heard a ton about 33. And it's one of those things that as a conspiracy theorist, you just accept that 33 is creepy and esoteric. But Again, why? Why is this? Why is 33 associated so heavily with Satanism and the Freemasons and, you know, higher learning and all this shit, right? Supposedly, 33 represents Christ consciousness, um, also kind of known as like the highest level of knowledge. And it has to do with the 33 vertebrae in the human spine, which if you start from the bottom, right, right by your pelvis, going up, that would be one two, three, four, all the way up to 33, ascending your spine, it connects to your brain where your knowledge, every person's knowledge is stored in their brain, right? So that is a heavy part of this whole thing, the 33 vertebrae in the human spine. Um, more significantly with the brain, I believe that the pineal gland being inside of that is really what the 33 is kind of pointing to. Um, some other things here. Uh, Jesus was said to live uh, to be 33 before he was murdered for our sins, right? Um, amen is is broken down. Very basic numerologic uh, values of this. And I know how people are with gematria and numerology and stuff. This is as simple as it gets. Um, A being the first letter. M being the 13th. E being the fifth and N being the 14th, you add all those numbers up, you get 33. A being 1, N being 13, E being 5, N being 14. Amen, 33. Is there something to it? I would say so, because that's not it. Um, 33 latitude and 33 longitude on the map is right off the coast of, I'll give you a second to guess, Israel. (laughs) 
what a hell of a spot for 33-33 to be at, right? And specifically, it's in the uh, 11-C, and the 11-C is said to be where one-third or 33% of the angels in heaven fell with Satan, right? Uh, they always say in the Bible, one-third of the angels were cast out because they sided with, with Satan or Lucifer. And um, so that ends up being 33.333%, right? Take 100, divide it by three, you get all threes. So there's another 33 uh, in, in relevance to the devil and, and all the dark angels and fallen, fallen angels and all that. Um, now, the land directly next to where Jesus is proclaimed, uh, I'm sorry, right, the land directly next to 3333 in the 17C is uh, where Jesus proclaimed that he was the Messiah. It's called Mount Hermon. Uh, maybe some of you have heard of this. To be honest, I hadn't. I, I was trying here to, to brush up on my 33 knowledge and just came across a lot of interesting stuff. So Mount Hermon, um, and, and this is the, the southern slope of Mount Hermon, ends off at the Golan Heights. Okay, so an interesting spot, a very esoteric area, right? Uh, this this area officially becoming Israel after World War II, which has a lot of meaning in its own, and we're not going to get into that today. But uh, fun fact about this location, the United Nations has one of their most important buildings, if not their most important building, at this spot, Okay. Well, now we all kind of poke at the at the UN, rightfully so, that it's like the Antichrist's infrastructural whatever. Um, it kind of adds to the theory there, doesn't it? Being on this spot, this very, very... Uh, it, it's an area, too, that's deemed to be like evil land. So, interesting stuff. Now, the Phoenicians, getting back to more on the 33, the Phoenicians built a lot of their ports along the 33rd parallel. And this is a big deal because they were some of the first major seafaring people that we know of. Very, very important group of people in the Phoenicians. Um, that's why I always am talking about Phoenix and uh, that being the city of the Phoenicians and uh, it being inside of Arizona where you get the abbreviation of Arizona being A-Z or Alpha Omega, right? Um, there's a lot to the Phoenicians, a ton. And again, not getting into it here, but if you know about the Phoenicians, you already know that it's a big deal, that they're, that they're putting a lot of significance on this 33rd parallel. And I'll, I'll touch more on the 33rd parallel because it's pretty, it's pretty significant. There's a lot of, of shit on the um, 33rd parallel. You get, um, you get like New Mexico, Roswell is, is right around there. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle is right around there as well. So lots of stuff with the 33rd parallel. And um, a lot of alien stuff goes on there, too. So pretty, pretty nuts. Now, um, the Bible mentions the Nephilim in Genesis 6-1, and then more significantly in Numbers 13-33. And that's the big one right there, the Numbers 13-33. Now, every time I mention the Bible, I always like to say I'm not educated on it because uh, I, I, I never like to take anything away from people that do know a lot about the Bible because, as you know, I lean towards Christianity myself. Um, there's people that are extremely educated on this. Josh Monday being one of them. Um, Operation Red Pill. Those dudes are insanely good. But uh, Josh is insanely good with it too. And they're really good at tying it into conspiracies and really just making it come full circle when it comes to Christianity and conspiracies. Um, but in Numbers 1333, why is that such a big deal? That 13 refers to the 13 
Illuminati bloodlines from an esoteric perspective. These 13 Illuminati bloodlines we're talking, supposedly, if you want to listen to Fritz Springmeier, we're talking about like the Bundys, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Astors, the Freemans. Um, there's so many. There's 13, right? Uh, a lot that I can't rem remember, though. Now, with your 13 Illuminati bloodlines, these guys worship the fallen angels. Again, the 33% of God's former angels who were cast out of heaven with Lucifer, okay? So you're 13, worshiping your 33%. That's something. That's something, okay? Now, a lot of this stuff is, um, is, is looser, but the locations, I think, are very, very significant to this. Um, ancient calendars were set up based off of the 33 as well. So uh, getting back to those Phoenicians there a little bit. So I don't know. There, there's a lot of, of interesting shit when it comes to uh, 33. And what I, what I find kind of cool too is you can't really get all the knowledge unless you're part of a group. So when people ask you, what, what's the significance of 33? You tell them this stuff, but you say it's, it, it kind of goes a lot deeper than anything that I could know anything that any of us could know because this is stuff that's meant to just go from like mouth to ear of a certain selected few. This shit's not written necessarily written down. There's probably someone that's done a much deeper dive on this. Um, but again, I want to get into more stuff here. Um, we left off with the Nephilim there. I'm just trying to see in my notes here. Um, yeah. So 33 refers in a big way to the fallen angels, the demons, whenever you see 33, there's demonic energy present, at least in my opinion. So with the Mar Hamlin situation, that was a demonic ritual, in my opinion, a satanic ritual. Um, again, I don't have proof, but that's my hunch. If you, if you look for 33, you'll see it a lot of places. You'll see scores in hockey games or soccer games being 3-3. I believe that's actually how the fucking World Cup this year ended. Uh, three, three, and then they did a shootout. And then you can even go a little further into that. And there's a guy, conspiracy Joey that, uh, somebody pointed out on Instagram to me, uh, need to reach out to this guy actually, cause the shit he talks about is right up my alley. And he doesn't have enough followers in my opinion. This guy needs to be more known. He, uh, someone told him this conspiracy Joey that since the last time the, uh, Argentina team won the world cup was 33 years ago, 33 months ago, 33 weeks ago, 33 days ago. Now, obviously, that ends up being closer to, what, 37, 38 years. But if you take the 33s, it all lined up perfectly. The odds in that are not coincidental, okay? Now, whether the teams and the the uh, the um, commissions of, like, the World Cup are purposefully doing this, or if it's just something that's coded in the stars there's something to it. There absolutely is something to it. Now, 33 also has a lot to do with Baal worship too, which is, um, it's an old Canaanite religion and um, what a lot of our lovely politicians in Washington seem to be following. And if you don't believe me, there was actually an arch of Baal resurrected in DC before being removed, I guess, because for them even, it was too much. Uh, but Arches are very Masonic in nature as well. Um, there's, there's, again, this is an intro. This isn't me like deep diving in any of this stuff. So if you don't know what Baal worship is, um, you'd have to look into that yourself. It's essentially like child sacrifice. It's a, it's a Canaanite, cannibalistic, uh, nasty, demonic way uh, of doing things. I don't know if you call it a religion or what. It seems to be a lot of our politicians' religion, though. 
Um, so again, this is all about 33. This is about some some symbols. Now, since we're talking about uh, 33 and, and how that ties in with demonic uh, energy, I want I came across something, and maybe you guys had seen this. Maybe I'm behind the curve. I found this on a great website, and I'm actually going to, before we get into the actual uh, video audio shit here, I'll read directly from this. This is from... Um, fraternities.com and there's an article titled Freemasonry and the number 33 and in it the writer who is not named here uh, maybe it's named at the bottom I want to give credit here because although I don't agree with nearly everything at all that that is said here because he basically chalks up uh, Freemasonry to all charity work there's more than that there's a lot more than that um he says that there's nothing demonic about it. He says that it's all overblown. Um, I totally disagree, but there's still some good knowledge here. You should never agree with anybody uh, 100%, including me. So uh, let's see. He talks about some of the things that I did. He talks about the human spine being made of 33 bones or vertebrae. In the Pythagorean system, 33 is the highest of three master numbers, which do not get reduced to a single number. So we're talking 11, 22, and 33, okay? In the sums of powers, the sum of three cubes, A cubed plus B cubed plus C cubed is 33 cubed, okay? Not a mathematician, but someone out there understands that. 33 is the largest number that is not a sum of distinct triangular numbers, Water boils at 33 degrees, according to the temperature scale devised by Isaac Newton. The word amen has the, the value of 33. I mentioned that. Now, this one's interesting. Arsenic, a.k.a. the poison of the kings, has an atomic number of 33, and its alchemical symbol looks like a partially formed Star of David. Interesting, huh? Now, he gets into, uh, that was it pertaining to math, uh, because the video that we're going to get into is... Uh, Donald Duck in Math Magic Land, and it is wild. But um, I want to finish touching on these points that he lists here. 33 in religion and mythology, the few things that he lists here. Jesus was 33 years old when he was crucified and resurrected. Islamic prayer beads are generally arranged in three sets of 33 for a total of 99 beads corresponding to the 99 attributes of Allah. Attributes of Allah, sorry. Uh, the second level of heaven in Buddhism is named, oh boy, is named Traya. Streamza, Triya Streamza, probably butchering that. Uh, from the numerical Triya Trismat, Trimsat, Triya Trimsat. <laughs> I feel like a nut here. Uh, and that means 33, and it can actually be translated, so I should have just read ahead here. That word that I said can be translated as um, belonging to the 33 devas or gods. Okay? So this the second level of heaven is belonging to 33 gods. Another 33 in an in a Eastern religion too, right? Um, now, the divine name Elohim appears 33 times in the story of creation and opening chapters of Genesis. And there are 33 deities in the Vedic or ancient Hinduism religion. Okay, interesting. Um, now, let's see here what else there is. Despite what conspiracy enthusiasts would like you to think, the highest degree of Freemasonry is the third degree and not the 33rd. This is the first I've heard of that. And uh, I've heard many Freemasons talk about 33 degrees. Now, maybe this is deliberate misinformation. It's interesting to think, though, that maybe we've been uh, sitting here screaming about 33 the whole time, being with Freemasons, and it's just total misdirection. 
I'm not planting my flag in that hill at all. I, I don't even really believe it. I think that, that they do go up to 33 because I have books uh, on Freemasonry and shit and they talk about it. Again, could be m- deliberate misleading, but I also think that this site could be misleading in this way. Um, have you heard of the 33-year lunar cycle? I don't know what to make of it, but you may begin your research here. And there's a link posted. I'll share this website here for you guys too. Um, JPG, the initials, the initials of the author of this blog, has a value of 33 in simple English Camacho. So now he's just tying it into himself. Um, yeah, interesting stuff with with all this. And again, don't don't take everything here like the Mason stuff, 100% at its word. But let's get into this uh, this other portion of this demonic shit um the pentagram okay we're going to talk about the pentagram we're going to talk about music and a little bit more about pythagoras because that ties in so much with 33 and i will be playing some audio i'm going to skip around on this video if you want to see the whole video which i encourage you to do because there is so much here you can go to youtube and type in donald duck in the math magic land all one word exactly how it sounds there's an hd version of it or you can go to the link that i'm providing here but incredible stuff that that's in this so we'll start it off where the the idea of this is that donald duck the lovable uh disney character right uh, discovers a magic area that has numbers all over the place. And he's, it looks like he's hunting and then gets lost in some labyrinth and it just numbers everywhere. And uh, right off the bat, he gets in a tic-tac-toe battle with a pencil person and it's weird. So uh, I'll play the beginning of this now that you have a little context. And obviously Donald's a little tough to understand, but luckily the, um, the narrator repeats what he says. So bear with me on this. It's truly interesting stuff. Hello, Donald. That's me. Where am I? Mathematic land. Mathematic land? It's the land of great adventure. Now, who are you? I'm a spirit. The true spirit of adventure. That's for me. What's next? A journey through the wonderland of mathematics. Mathematics? That's for eggheads. Eggheads? Now, hold on, Donald. You like music, don't you? What? Well, without eggheads, there would be no music. Uh... Come on, let's go to ancient Greece, to the time of Pythagoras, the master egghead of them all. Pythagoras? The father of mathematics and music. Mathematics and music? Ah, you'll find mathematics in the darndest places. Watch. First, we'll need a string. (laughs) Stretch it good and tight, plunk it. Now divide in half, plunk again. You see? It's the same tone, one octave higher. Now divide the next section. And the next. Pythagoras discovered the octave had a ratio of two to one. With simple fractions, he got this. And from this harmony in numbers developed the musical scale of today. And they're playing on a harp here. 
You can imagine how excited Pythagoras was when he shared his findings with his pals, a fraternity of eggheads known as the Pythagoreans. They used to meet in secret to discuss their mathematical discoveries. Only members were allowed to attend. They had a secret emblem, the pentagram. This pentagram's on their hands, and then they shake hands, and it Let's allows see them in. What the topic is for today. And then it goes on for a little bit, and they do like you know a little jam sesh, and it's pretty cool, um, <laughs> but not significant to what we're talking about here. Next, this thing describes the significance of the pentagram, and how the pentagram is the perfect mathematical shape, and there's the perfect like golden ratio within it, and uh, the musical scale is in this thing too. Uh, again. More visual, but I'll explain what's going on here for the audio listeners. So they shake hands here. Donald shakes hands with Pythagoras, and now Donald has the pentagram on his hand. It was our old friend Pythagoras who discovered that the pentagram was full of mathematic. So what they do here is they take the pentagram, they flip it on, uh, they, they stand it up, um, and then roll it and they take the lines out of the pentagram as it's rolling. And just like I described at the beginning of the video, when you take a piece of string, pluck it and then cut that in half, pluck that. That's the, that's a perfect, uh, same note, but one octave higher that it's very same thing is seen within the pentagram. When you rotate it again, I'll post a video on the, of this specific part here on Instagram too. Because uh, this was the part that really was mind-blowing to me. But I'll let the video continue and then uh, just let you know what's going on. The two shorter lines combined exactly equal the third. And this line shows the magic proportions of the famous golden section. The second and third lines exactly equal the fourth. Once again, we have the golden section. But this is only the beginning. Hidden within the pentagram is a secret for creating a golden rectangle, which the Greeks admired for its beautiful proportions and magic qualities. The star contains the golden rectangle many times over. By the way, that golden rectangle is also present on the Freemasons' aprons and the Google Mail logo. Uh, it's, it's exactly the same thing. So here what they're doing is they're just showing the pentagram and then they turn it into a pentagon and then they divide that up and show that uh, there's just perfect shapes within the pentagon and the pentagram. And it keeps getting smaller and smaller because there's an infinite amount of pentagons and pentagrams within a single uh, pentagon or pentagram. It's a most remarkable shape. It can mathematically reproduce itself indefinitely. And here they're talking about rectangles, the, the golden ratio rectangle, which can, uh, like the pentagram, reproduce itself indefinitely. Exactly the same proportions. This figure also contains a magic spiral that repeats the proportions of the golden section into infinity. 
To the Greeks, the golden rectangle represented a mathematical law of beauty. We find it in their classical architecture. The Parthenon, perhaps one of the most famous of early Greek buildings, contains many golden rectangles. So then they go on, they show you how many golden rectangles are within the Parthenon. Uh, then they show how many things in nature contain this uh, golden ratio, seashells, flowers, all kinds of different stuff. They relate it to billiards, how billiards is a, a game uh, based off of this this magic, right? And then also baseball. Uh, what other sports do they have? There was a few sports that they do. Pool's more of an activity. Uh, they talk about chess. They talk about hopscotch. Um, my favorite sport is hopscotch. But, uh, yeah, it's just an incredible thing. And the end is incredibly hypnotizing. There's pendulum after pendulum being shown, swinging. And then I want to show the last part about the pentagram, and then we'll wrap up here. Again, the full video, I'll have a link for you. And then I'll post a, a, you know highlights of it on Instagram. Pentagram, Donald. So they draw a pentagram here. Now put another inside. A third. And a fourth. No pencil is sharp enough to draw as fine as you can think, and no paper large enough to hold your imagination. In fact, it is only in the mind that we can conceive infinity. And this is where we're getting a real MK Ultra shit here, if you were to see this. ...has opened the doors to the exciting adventures of science. Each discovery leads to many others. An endless chain. They are locked. These are the doors of the future, and the key is mathematics. Right, mathematics. The bound. There you go. Incredible stuff in that, and again, not directly related to uh, what we set out to talk about, but incredibly relevant when it comes to uh, thirty-three and just kind of adding to the mystery. So, to be clear. Um, and maybe just like the, the final thoughts on 33, it goes deeper than I think anyone can understand. Unless you're a high-level initiate of one of these secret fraternities, uh, you won't know the entire relevance of 33, I don't believe. But there are tons of things that, that you can point out. I obviously pointed out quite a few here. Um, it's endless, though. It, it really is endless. What is 33 at the end of the day? Short answer, I think that it pays homage to the one-third of fallen angels uh, that followed Lucifer, the demons, whatever you want to call them, the Nephilim. Um, and then it also has to do with the pentagram, which is a very powerful magical symbol. And um, that's what it is, I think. Um, has to do with the highest levels of knowledge and um, misdirection and uh, just uh, elitism, it seems. So that's what it is for me. Um, obviously everyone's going to have different ideas, but, uh, you know, it's tough to, to just really lay into what the ritual of the 33 is. I saw a lot of people on the post of DeMar Hamlin, uh, asking about the, the specifics of the ritual in 33 and no one giving a satisfactory answer in my opinion. So I figured we'd get in here, do a quick 30 minutes on it. And, um, again, this is just scratching the surface. If you want to learn more about it, there's tons of information out there. And uh, this is good stuff. So I, I appreciate people listening to this. Enjoy the episode uh, with Drew Misson from Missing the Point and um, 
Conspiracy Theater 3000, okay? Uh, check those out, and then uh, make sure that you listen to all these uh, Monday Night Master Debaters over at the Great Deceptions feed. It's a fucking awesome show, and we always just have such a good time doing it. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting my show. Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast and uh, DangerousWorldPodcast.com for merch. We actually have the new store up, and I'm about to get my uh, my own shirts delivered to test the quality of them. So uh, they should be coming here any day now, and I'm excited to share those with you guys. Some awesome designs, if I do say so myself. And uh, yeah, let's just roll into this episode. This was the one from last week, um, the night of the tragic DeMar Hamlin incident, and uh, let's go. And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters, first one of 2023. 2022 went out with a fucking bang, that's for sure. I don't know about you guys, but I I woke up I woke up uh, New Year's Eve to find out my old Twitter account, which I hadn't used in probably two years, got nuked by Elon. I survived. Fucking what's his name, Jack? But Elon nuked my old account. Um. And it was just like one thing after another over Christmas. It was it was one of those where I couldn't really relax. I was down at my sister's house and I was all set to go for Monday Night Master Debaters. And I could not get Zoom to even connect. I was pulling like AOL dial-up speeds in her basement and good luck doing anything upstairs because it was like NASCAR combined with UFC combined with video game there was just kids everywhere uh it was mayhem uh-huh. so I, I couldn't even like record i had two i wanted to do masturbators i wanted to do a uh you know i had a couple little sideshows i was going to do i couldn't even record them the only thing i could have done was record on uh you know like any audio player but there was no video no way to get any video connection it was awful you missed a golden opportunity to interview nieces and nephews what's your take on 9-11 Oh, dude, you don't want to hear my kids. Between my my son and my niece, they would have blown up the the whole spot. They would have taken over. They would have had me tied up in the background, gagged, and just, yeah, it would have been over. So needless to say, we are back. I, I hated taking a week off. I am happy to be back. And Drew, from You're Missing the Point, thank you for joining us, my friend. I have to Thanks say, I've been, I've been waiting to, to find a way where our schedules can meet because you're on the other side of the globe, or so they yeah. say. So, or so they say, yeah, with a 15-hour time difference. It's uh, never worked out, work teaching full-time, though, but with Christmas holidays, I'm here. That's good. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. And I got to say, I love the movie aspect that you guys do. You know, that you, yeah. you're kind of side hustle with Bob and what you're going to be doing with Andy. Um, that's going to be gold because the the Jim Carrey little short one you guys did was amazing. I was into every one of those um, and learned a lot. Like I missed a lot and, and haven't watched them in years. But then when you guys perked it i was like okay i'm gonna watch it again and then listening to you guys break it down it was so cool so excellent work and i look forward to what you guys are putting out now what's what's the name of this one that's coming out uh conspiracy theater 3000 so andy rouse is joining us um so he changed up things up a little bit and we've got three co-hosts now and 
with Andy, we should be able to dive into things a little bit deeper and have a, a bit of a perspective on other things that Bob and I might miss or we might not see at the same time. But yeah, it should be really good. Um, a few scheduling issues late last year, which kind of slowed us down, but hopefully this new year will get us revamped and we'll be able to hit the ground running. And you guys are planning on doing conspiracy movies to start? Uh, not necessarily. We're starting off with the, the big conspiracy film, which is They Live. So that's our, our starting point. And really just looking at any kind of movies, um, post-apocalyptic ones seem to have a lot of symbolism in them and esoteric type of stuff there. But I think we've found out by watching this, watching films together that it doesn't matter what it is, there's symbolism in everything and you can't unsee it. Once the blinkers are off, you see everything. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing because it's a giant spell, right? There's a reason why they go through the effort they do to put this symbolism in these movies. And to the, to the you know, blind eye, so to speak, they just, it goes right over their head. But subconsciously, it's going into their brain. And they don't even know it. And that's the craziest part about what they do and the reason why it's called programming with even subtle things, you know, and I noticed it because we were down in Connecticut, like I said, with my sister and, and the kids had the TV on a lot in the background and just catching commercials. It's like, wow, these are just programming you to either feel a certain way or want to buy something. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. And then you get into the pharmaceutical commercials where, you know, they tell you all oh, the great happy picture and then down below or subtly in like micro machine voice, they tell you all the side effects that'll kill you or your ass will fall out basically, you know, <laughs> but it's good for you, you know, go get your new Exalta Presta. Yeah, no, thanks. So, side effects may include penis falling off. <laughs> yeah, it's worth the risk though. You know, <laughs> that achy pinky toe is really killing me lately. <laughs> And they, I Have feel you, like they come up with diseases, right? Like there's, there's now restless leg syndrome. Like that didn't <laughs> exist when I was a kid. It's well, they didn't energy. know the names. Dude, I was, I was thinking that they're trying to change these new drug names to fit the younger demographic. Have you heard of Sky Rizzy? It's an yes. actual drug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, like no, they no. They're going to gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna make them cool. Yeah, they're going to give yeah. them great market. I bet you the packaging... Two is one thing they're going to start messing with, too, to make it cool to, like, carry around your, like, Dilpaxa. Yeah, So what dude. are they going, to, they going to call Riddle and, like, pop, lock, and stop so the kids stop moving? Or That's what I'm saying. Like, instead of Tylenol, we're getting Sky Rizzy now. Like, yeah. the uh, Linols and Nols are making it, like, well, no, that's, like, some big pharma stuff. But when you throw, like, an Izzy in it, it sounds cool. It's, like, it's like that's a fun thing instead of, uh, you know, a, a nasty drug. It's weird. Uh man i don't i can't deal with this shit dude it's so upside down like you you look at it and you're like <clears throat> how how can they even sell that to you right like with the list of side effects that are out there how many people have to die before it gets pulled off the market right and and a and lot they, they've proven you know with what was it Paxalta or whatever it was that that they they had to pay like billion dollar fine, but they ended up making four billion dollars anyway. That's called Pax Rizzle now. Yeah. <laughs> as as a foreigner, <laughs> see, as a foreigner seeing those advertisements when I was in the states, and the only other country I know that does it is New Zealand. It right. just seems so bizarre they can tell you all those horrible side effects, but it's still allowed on the market. Like shit, we had a contamination in our. Um, 
in our lettuce and in our parsley recently in Australia and all got pulled off the shelves because people were getting sick from it. And there were three cases. That's weird. That's very strange. I mean, there's different problems with different countries, right? I mean, Australia's got their weird lockdown rules that that they were going through. And that made Australia look really bad on a global scale. But I feel like Australia, to be honest, it seems like a better place to be than the United States as a whole. It was just kind of scary for the short term with this COVID nonsense. And when that stuff comes back, when these lockdowns come back, if they do, and I kind of think that they will, I think that Australia will be in a, in a rougher spot than the U.S. But in day-to-day life, Australia seems like the place to be, dude. Like, I know a couple of people down there in Australia. They have more money than we do, Matt. Like, they have more expendable cash. A lot of people down there do. Um, yeah, but the one thing that, and, and Drew, I heard you mention this on your year-end show with Bob, the thing that just scares the fuck out of me is the fact that the state is now doing what they, you know, they did in COVID heavy now. Hey, if your neighbor or you have a family member that's saying words that don't go along with our narrative, please report them. You know, that's the part that scares the fuck out of me about what's going on in Australia. And, and we do that here in the U.S. too, though, right? In liberal states especially, we have people, and that's coming here how many Australians are actually reporting on each other? Oh, no, no. But I'm saying these these officials are going out and, and, and putting messages out about yeah, it. Press I mean, conferences. It hasn't reached that level here yet. I, I see. I hear what you're saying, Ryan. I agree. It's coming here, you yeah. know, and they've been they've been ma- setting up domestic terrorism for a, quite a bit now. But what drew, you know, the fact that they're they're politicians and their officials are going out there and and, and making these public statements about it. Dude, that's uh, talking about conspiracy theories is now a crime or it is or, here or too grounds to be investigated like what just because i ask questions yeah we live in an age of thought crimes and that's the horrifying yeah. part it's orwell right it, it's yeah, absolutely esque and i mean it's scary how you go through that book now and what he's saying is like you know the quotes just pertain to today when it's scarier, when you know that he's a socialist, he was like a technocrat socialist. When you, when, you know, you think that he's a patriot when he's writing this stuff and he's trying to warn you, no, he's just telling you, this is what his side is doing. You know, like well, that, that makes me question a lot of authors though, Rye. I mean, you look at guys like Jules Verne, HG Wells, and it, it seems like all these guys knew ahead of time or had, you know, this inside information, right? It's almost like they were, you know, put there to put these books out at this time who's the uh brave new world huxley 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 and julian julian and aldous right like one one dude works in government one guy's a science fiction writer i think they both died on 9 11 or something like that or they both died on the same day no fucking way and they were in different places yep i mean uh Tell me you're satanic without telling me you're satanic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell me. Yeah, and that's what it was. I, I started, I read that because I read that I was looking into all these guys because Randy actually on Red Thread did a, a podcast about, uh, I think it was Jules Verne and H.G. Wells talking about how they, you know, talked about these sci-fi quote unquote top topics that might have been based on reality in old times and things like that or how did they get this information and that maybe they were and and both of them are members of i can't remember what group it was so they were insiders also they were part of the club um but it's it makes you think of like the simpsons you know is this 
kind of a modern day is Matt Groening like a modern day version of this? Is he somehow being fed information so that it comes true after the fact? Well, it's, it's all things. If if you you become big and famous and you're out there in the world, there's a reason you're there. Like even with the the creation of TikTok and Instagram, you can see that there's the the, the bias and that the algorithms are promoting certain people. Whereas like we've seen before, there might be someone that has 50 followers and they may be the best artist you've ever seen, but they're not going to get the recognition because they're not put in that place. Dude, it happened to me. My Instagram in the last 10 days has gone up 10,000 people over one post. One, one of my reels or whatever must've like hit a thing and it's up to like 130,000 views now. And I, I, my, I went from like 5k, which I'd been at for, you know, a year or so. And now it's up to like 15 and I'm like, I it's, and it's just cause of one post and it's like, okay. But then it, what the funny part is what I'm seeing though, is the number, nothing else changed. Even though you have all these new people following you, you still get the same amount of likes. And if I share shit about the podcast, it gets even lower amount of likes. And it's hilarious how there's like a filter to get through depending on what you post. Yeah, for sure. There's there a, some, I sorry, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I was just say, I had a, I shared a meme and generally my memes get maybe like 40, 50 people like it for a laugh. This one's just been steadily ticking up and up and up for over about two months now. And it's up to like four or 500 likes, but yep. it's not corresponding to any any visits to the to the podcast or to anything else in the page it's just that one picture yep so it's, it's almost like it's stuck in the loop right mm -hmm. somehow you got into it you know and it's like oh we'll give you a taste of what the matrix feels like here you go <laughs> steak tastes like steak <laughs> and i was like oh this sucks i'm like because now it's like you don't even you know now i, ha I had to go in and like start uh starring people you know like close friend or follow these people because i was getting shit in my uh in my feeder now and i'm like no i don't want to see this i want to see my friends posts there is a uh, an interesting little situation going on right now during the monday night football game and it seems to be a brain injury but there was a player that collapsed uh just now in the fourth uh, the first quarter really? of the Bengals bills game yeah i'm trying to find out I didn't see the hit or anything because obviously I just came in here to do this. I was watching it. And then right when I came in here, like the clock was not running. I was like, what the fuck's going on? It's just stuck at five it's, minutes. Yeah, it says here the Bills Bengals game has been temporarily suspended after Bills cornerback DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field and received CPR. So was it a collapse without a hit or was he the contact involved? You would think that it was because he got hit, but I didn't see the hit. I, I like I, I'm trying to kind of find out what was going on. Um, you know, the safety, Damar Hamlin suffers a scary injury versus the Bengals on Monday night. I'm not seeing any like footage of uh, of a hit or anything. I bet you his head down or something. Or I mean, did we even? Was there a hit? Was there any kind of fucking hit? That's where's, the thing. Where, That's what I was going to go to. There's been a lot of people just collapsing recently. So right, who knows? Right? You mean dying suddenly? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I, we were looking through. There was at, at in April last uh, of 2022, there was 769 players, professional athletes, whether it be soccer or football, as everyone else in the world calls it, North American football, basketball, whatever, 
professional athletes 769 at April in April of 2022 that had collapsed. That's insane. In a four month period, that many people collapsing. That's not normal, man. This is the really weird thing. And I don't know whether that that's there's different mixtures going out into the world at the, at the time, but in our sport in Australia, we've got AFL, we have rugby, we've got two leagues, rugby leagues, rather basketball, cricket, everything under the sun. We're not seeing those events happen here. We're always seeing it in Europe, in the States, like you said, but I haven't seen anything like it. And I've been keeping an active eye out for it, but it's really weird that we're not seeing it here yet. And arguably we've got the highest vax population in the world. See, that's the thing. And I'm glad that you brought that point, that last point that you made, Drew, that that you guys are supposedly the most vaccinated. I know Israel is very vaccinated too. There's something about Australia and New Zealand, especially every elite motherfucker in the world has a bunker in new zealand from what i've researched there's there's like proof that like the google executives the amazon executives all these people these technocrats they have bunkers in new zealand for some reason do you have any idea why that would be i mean is there any logical reason why new zealand would be the spot i know it's one of the five eyes it's it's the five eyes nation it's quite isolated but if I was building a bunker, I wouldn't want to put it in New Zealand. That's on a major fault line. Like, could you imagine going down into your bunker to survive and then there's a massive earthquake and it becomes your tomb? Like, there's no way of getting out. But what if these assholes control these fucking earthquakes? <laughs> they probably can. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's crazy because I believe in God and I believe in a creator and everything. But what if there's some sort of satanic shit where they've overridden God's will so to speak for the short term not to say that god's will won't be done in the end but like i don't know man that's a it's a very interesting idea that you know because the the world in the past looked at australia as kind of like that i mean it was a prison colony right like that it was kind of like you send all your bad people there blah 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 it seems to be like a sought after area now isn't it true too if someone wants to move into australia um you have to have like an economic plan like why are you moving here how are you going to contribute to the economy it's very selective in who they allow in these days uh if you want to become a citizen yes um but generally it's it's not too hard to get in here really we've got a pretty big immigration plan especially with our labor government at the moment but okay in the past i might be there soon (laughs) because i hate it well how about we how about we just take the best of america and australia and we can create a place called austro america I'm I'm so down for that. I believe at one time it was called Lemuria. (laughs) What is that little hobbit castle there? That looks lovely. Oh, that was, yeah, that's one of those places in New Zealand you can go visit. Mm, Like an Airbnb type thing? You escape the CV. Yes. I was also going to ask you, Matt, before we started going down this trail, what year were you born? I wanted to do your Chinese Zodiac. 78? Okay. Check out. You're a horse, huh? Yeah. So I'm wondering here. Let's 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 check this out because uh, let's see how bad our years are going to be. Uh, <laughs> Dude, my year last year was supposed to be good. I'm and I, <laughs> yeah, I want to <laughs> say fuck it, zodiacs. Yeah, I don't like it either, man. But like, I don't know. Just how you said it, like your your year started off super weird. I'm not saying the whole year will go like that, but you said you're a horse, so you want a tiger dog year. I think we're going into the year of the rabbit. Yep um what are you drew what year uh 88 so i think i'm a dragon a dragon huh look at you let's see 
I got all this shit up. 88, you say? Yes, he's a dragon. Okay. Yeah, see, what's weird is my year is the only one that's kind of up for debate. I'm either a sheep or a goat, which is weird. How do you figure? Because there's the sheep. Oh, because it's a sheep. Uh Yeah, it depends which one, yeah. Yeah, nineteen ninety. And it's interesting though. Go back to look at look at all those animals. Now, why are all of them real supposedly, except for a dragon? Uh, Right? They use they use all these real animals, (laughs) then they throw a mythological creature in there. Is it is it mythological? Just saying, it probably existed. Yeah, I and, have and, no... Asian, and the Chinese dragon, Asian dragons in particular, they're so different from what the Western dragon is too. Yep. They're a water spirit that could speak to humans and it was helpful and it was a protector. And you look at the Western style one, they burn and kill everybody. Hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah, you okay, think so there'd be like a dragon. A fucking... What's he need this year? What's he looking for? Is he a rabbit? The dragon? Is this, is this okay, 19... 19- Nineteen eighty-eight. Well, I don't know. See, I was I was gonna do this kind of like while you guys were talking, but I think it's an interesting idea. So as you see here, instead of the sheep, there's the goat for mine, right? right. So um, I I have a partner year, the combatable combatable year. Hopefully, twenty twenty three will be better for me than twenty twenty two, at least monetarily. Um, let's see. You said you're a. What are you a horse? Yeah. Okay, you got a tiger and a, a dog. Dragon. And then the dragon is a rat and monkey. Um, I don't know. There's triangle ideas of this shit too. Where well, you have and there's like, there's opposites too, you have to consider. Because if it's an right. opposite year, then it brings it's one of the bad ones. You have to look at where it lies on the map on the zodiac and shit. It's yeah, there's so many different levels to it. Right. And and then there's the earth, uh, the wood, fire, metal. Look, slide down just a little. Or uh, up, I mean, sorry. So we see that whole zodiac picture with the wheel right below oh. this chart. Yeah, right here. So if you look, you have the dragon down on the lower right. And then across from that is like his, would be his opposites. So he's looking at a rabbit and whatever the fuck that is. A wolf yeah, that's a dog. Wolf? Yeah. Dog. So dog those, those years, it's going to be a struggle. Right. And then whereas his year that's the rooster, he's more close with that year. So it has to do with opposite sides as well. And all these I don't know. I don't I don't claim to know, but I've I've heard other people talk about it enough to know that there's so many different like, yeah, here compatibilities and incompatibilities and so dragon compatibility, um, Chinese zodiac compatibility for the dragon, the fifth sign of the Chinese calendar, the dragon, the monkey and the rat are part of the first compatibility triangle of the Chinese astrology. The rooster is the secret friend of the dragon. Oh, a secret of friend. Uh, is a yeah, secret, secret friend's <laughs> never a bad thing. Um, the dragon is incompatible with dogs. So at least we're not going into a dog year. What are you incompatible with? The year of the rat. So maybe you're okay. We just got through that. That was like 2020 or 2021. 2020 yeah. was the year of the rat. That, I remember that. That, would, that yeah. would make a lot of sense in my life then. Yeah, because that? It, it, it said oh, it was a shit year. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember, I remember distinctly. I heard this guy, Gary the Numbers guy, on Tinfoil Hat back right. in uh, I want to say 2018 or 2019. And he yeah, was that talking was a about great this. episode. And this dude nailed it because he was talking about my and he's like, Okay, you're gonna have a shit 2020, 
and a shit 2021. And I'm like, all right, I'll buckle down. And this was 2018 or 2019. So this was no sign of what was to come yet. And then he's like, yeah, 2022 will be your year because that was, I was compatible. Dude, it was bullshit. It just went downhill from 2020, like a fucking runaway train. (laughs) I mean, yeah, a lot of the Zodiac stuff I think is total bullshit. But it is interesting. I believe in good luck. I mean, we took our Christmas tree down today because you're supposed to take it down during the Rose Parade, which we watched today. Did you guys catch that? The Rose Parade? Nah. Fucking wild. There was a scene, one of the floats, a whole band dressed in black, and they were carrying banners of goat heads on the banners in the back. Everyone dressed in black. And then I'm going to do this little experiment with you guys, too. Either one of you jump in if you think you can guess the two colors that were used on the flag girls guess the two colors either one of you guys think about what's going there you go that's what i was gonna say ukraine (laughs) all day dude the girls were wearing blue dresses and they were twirling yellow flags and it wasn't like it was like a navy and a gold it was ukraine blue and yellow all day was it the only the only out could be did it happen to be the ucla band no it was then, some then that's the only out because that's their colors. But other than that, there's no reason to use that. It was well, it was some. Yeah. And, and there wasn't because the school was using and I don't even know if it was a school, but they had the Shriners. The Shriners had their float. They weren't riding their go karts and shit. Did um, they had the Fez on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a big, a big teddy bear wearing a Fez. Yeah. There was so much uh, monarch butterflies. There were so many um, arches. There was so much symbolism in this Rose Parade. And then, uh, you know, the Rose Bowl just finished up right now, and it was a, a blowout. I, I wish that the goddamn uh, fucking, uh, who, who the hell, what Penn State would have won by six points or seven points instead of 14 or 30 or whatever the hell they won by. But, you know, it, it worked out. So it's just interesting, dude, the, the symbolism that's involved with massive events like that. Oh, I mean, by the way. I got to give a shout out to our boy at Profit Bets because I used his strategy this past uh, Saturday on uh, going opposite of what I was thinking, and right. I won all three games. Which ones you do? Uh, I did TCU, Michigan, uh, Alabama, and uh, Kansas State, and then Georgia and Ohio State interesting okay yeah i did a little little parlay with them and uh it paid off nice well good for you are you able to gamble there now or you go to another no i was in connecticut so i was able to put my thing in through and i had to do it online but i'm like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna give it a shot i had nothing going on and i was i knew i was watching football with my brother-in-law all day so we were hanging out and i'm like all right let's do it and he's a big michigan fan so i was like fuck it i'm going with tcu fuck him he's gonna have a bad day (laughs) dude i'll tell you there's no way to make a fucking boring game more fun than betting on it it is absolutely electric just betting on anything is so fun so yeah it's the way to way to get get involved in sports i stand behind it yeah it gets your skin in the game doesn't it dude yeah it's so much fun Uh, there's no reason not to bet other yeah, than maybe, I'm not talking like massive winnings here. I was putting like, you know, it was a, a, like a $50 parlay here. So it, it's not anything huge. Five, five, ten bucks that you threw down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was just more for fun just and to test his method. And I was like, damn, it worked because I would have gone the other way on two out of the three and would have lost. Right. 
Does, does that concern you that your gut instinct is way off in other things then? No, because I I feel like sports is programmed, you know, I feel like some of the outcomes are rigged. So your gut may tell you what would happen based on what you've seen all year. But if it's if gambling's going one way and the outcome is determined to be on one side, there's nothing you can do. So technically your instincts are right because that that team should have won. But because of the way that it's controlled. uh. Could Have be, you heard of the concept of investor psychology that they use in the stock market? Like people that are that are trying to become day traders or work for like fucking Charles Schwab or whatever. They talk about investor psychology and they try and teach you this. And it's to try and get ahead of what they call the smart money, which is like the people that are putting like millions or like hundreds of millions or even billions down on trades. You're trying to beat the smart money to to you know, the eventual outcome of like, let's say Netflix back in like, fuck, what was it like 2013, 2014, when it jumped up from like 30 to $120 overnight. Um, yes, there we go. This might be a better way to, uh, to describe it right here. Yeah. It says it's, uh, it's true. Calculate. It's true. Calculations steal the spotlight. Professional investors build statistical models, follow trends with technical analysis, incorporate news on the economy in their fundamental analysis, and they review the financial performance of companies. However, be that as it may, investors don't deal exclusively with numbers. So it says then, uh, the fate of the investment rests on the decision, buy or sell. And since people are crucial in decision-making process, it all comes down to the human factor. But there aren't, they aren't, humans are not crucial in the decision-making process anymore. If you haven't heard of BlackRock's Aladdin algorithm that they run, this is what runs 99% of trades these days. And it's a fucking computer, right? (laughs) So um, humans are not crucial in this. So you know, with that whole FTX thing, it's a clear money laundering scheme, right? There was no human really involved with that. That Sam uh, Bankman-Fried <clears throat> guy was just the figurehead uh, for someone to fall. Hardcore Democrat donor. Um, yeah, it's all it's all a scam. But what's interesting about that investor psychology is that there is a way to tap into what everyone is thinking and then do the opposite, right? Zig when everyone's zagging so to speak. So if everyone thinks that like, like if, if you were just going to go right away and say, who's going to win between the Bengals and the bills, I think 99% of people out there will say the bills are going to win tonight. That means the Bengals are probably going to win. Yep. Right. That's just, it's just, it makes it kind of an interesting way to bet on things. Remember when Dogecoin went to the moon air quotes, how much money people lost in that when you watched it happening, you're like, they're pumping it big time on Saturday Night Live and Elon's getting all over it. This is going to tank pretty hard soon. And I know people who put five, six grand in and they lost all of it. They like, did it late. Seen something was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I threw some money in that, dude. And I actually, that was like, because like, I used to day trade back in the day, like way before I was doing the conspiracy podcast and stuff. And I would have real marginal luck. Um, that Dogecoin thing was by far like my most successful thing that I ever did, but I did it when it was like 0.0003 cents. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you could buy, like, I put like $30 in and a year later that $30 was like five grand. You know what I mean? Like because of that jump up overnight and then I sold it and, and 
that was that because yeah, yeah you knew that. you got in early that's the thing what's the the kicker about all of these is most the majority of people do not get in until after the fact right and that's where they get hosed and you know what's crazy about this because i i've seen a there's a couple good documentaries on netflix going both ways right because you had the ftx on one side but then you had gamestop on the other right where they were beating the system and the system shut them out basically at a certain point and it's crazy because and then you had a guy up in canada who was a, a crypto trader and he ended up being a fraud and supposedly died and there's questions as whether he whether he really died or not um and and just took off with like 250 million dollars mm. um and and, so, <laughs> and that's what i would do yeah. if i got caught fucking everyone over i'd be like man I'm well, the, yeah the rumor is he went down to i think it was the bahamas had a facelift so his face was changed and now just lives down there with his uh but his wife is up here which doesn't make any sense you know it'd be fun if the, if if this situation happened with me i would change genders not cut my dick off <laughs> but i would look i would look i would make myself look like a chick i would like you like a bunch a of blow woman. lose a bunch of weight i'd have to shave the beard i was gonna say the beard's gonna be a tough giveaway though bro right i'd have to like get like hair transplants that's probably where i'd change my money i'd take hair from my ass and put it on my head and then just be you know a chick but i would look like a girl but i'd you know i'd still be a dude and Ryan, you could really back that up by you come to Australia, fake your death by knocking off my mate who looks eerily like you. <laughs> no, he does he's, not look like me. <laughs> he's the wish version of you. He looks close <laughs> enough. Just place a toe tag on him, Ryan Dean, and we're good to go. Now you're now you can go by whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we I was talking mad shit. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't look like that dude at all. He wasn't fat, he just looked fat. So I don't know. It was a. Uh... Isn't that funny when people when people say, "Oh, you look like so and so." You get real fucking. Per- you're like, "Ooh, hold on, I'm gonna yeah. break this shit down because that person does not look." And I get it too when people say, "Oh, you sound like so and so." I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't sound like anybody." <laughs> yeah, dude. No, there was. Um, I told you. I don't know if you were there, Matt. I, I know you were not there, Drew. When I was talking about uh, Kim following this dude at Costco on accident that just didn't look like me at all he was wearing he wasn't even dressed like me and she was following him and when she turned the corner she thought that the dude wearing the santa hat was me and she like made a face at him and she was about to say where did you get that hat and i turned the corner right when she was about to start talking to this oh, dude shit. <laughs> she was like, Fuck, that's not him and then she like walked over and she told me right away and i was like damn <laughs> I'm glad he didn't like go up and grab him or something. So, you know, it was just kind of funny, but yeah, it's, it's uh it's weird when someone that looks nothing like you uh, supposedly looks like you to someone, you know, you know, it's even weirder when a kid comes running at you and goes, daddy, and it's yeah. not your kid. And you're like, no, 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 I do not know. You get the fuck away, man. You are not yeah, mine. Make you freak out for a second. Yeah. Like, oh shit. But that, yeah, that's an interesting thing. How do you, how do you want to, if you had to fake your death, what are you doing to cover up? That's that's an interesting one. Because I'm definitely, I'm with you. I'm going, to, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to an island somewhere like Costa Rica or, you know, anywhere. Belize, somewhere down that way. So the move is, 
and and this might be a little painful or whatever, but you got to find like a black market dentist. You're going to have to pull some of your teeth out, maybe all your teeth out. You get veneers, right? Fake teeth. And then you put your teeth into someone and then you put them in a plane, a Cessna, and you crash them. And then they got your, your teeth. They got your dental records. And then you're free to go wherever you want. Right. It's so, a lot of work, now, man. So now I'm putting hey. a few things together. Helicopter crash recently. Certain basketball star. Yeah. You think he's he's on an island somewhere with other famous people that have fallen off the perch? Like Tupac. Dude, imagine if there was an island of all these people that fake their deaths, how fucking fun those parties are and what goes on there. They probably got top of the line doctors, all kinds of booze. Like it's the island sponsored by Kettle One. You know, it's not like just... they're tragically going out at like 60. We're no. losing these people between, you know, 20s and, and, and under 50. And it's like, damn, man, that'd be a hell of an island. Think of the entertainment there. Yeah, what you don't think Kobe Bryant at his age is just slaying puss, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, you think age. about the, the musicians that could do collaborations and shit, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, some of those forever 20 or the 27 club people get together and start a band Fuck, just think about could... tupac and cobain doing a fucking album tupac together. and hendrix right right you get hendrix guitar with tupac over top Ooh, a little tupac sure... coming in there dropping some shit i'm sure there's a stephen king book along these lines and it's a small town where all these famous people go and i'm pretty sure elvis is like the town sheriff and um princess <laughs> diana runs the diner and all this weird shit <laughs> but the whole, I mean, they all have different names they can't remember who they are well that's the opposite of like that show that you were talking about right where the people had to do shit to be famous otherwise they disappear uh uh what show was it they had to do shit to be famous yeah they had uh i can't remember julia was talking about it when she was on here too um oh man okay I'll see if I can. I don't know if it was a Black Mirror or, or whatnot. There's a um a new Twilight Zone episode called The Comedian where he talks about people and anyone he talks about in his jokes, they disappear in real life. Ooh. Damn. And he starts Imagine hitting that. all the people that were bad to him in high school and the people he hates. Well, it's he like, yeah, it's like that guy thing. with the list, right? That yeah. guy with the people to kill list. All <laughs> those people are fucked. And, and I always wondered thinks- about that too because you know, you start thinking about that and you start thinking about, um, you know, the, the power of thought. And if they got a list, that's just I mean, that's essentially voodoo against you if you're on that list. And it's like, man, how do you fight against those negative energy or that negative vibe or that 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 whatever it is, maloik that's over your head by this random person? And you may not even know it exists. Yeah, exactly. It's like makes you wonder whether there's CIA operatives that all get together in rooms or worldwide are given a person's name and they just think about that person dying and whether they die or not. They just will it into existence. They have like seances. They had a big giant JFK seance and willed it to happen. Well, that's another thing. You think about how crazy that time was. You had JFK, RFK, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all just off at the same time just boom 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 it's like holy shit man what is going on here i do not want to be a uh anybody that's going and that's what it did it did any anybody that's going any sort against the narrative all right we'll, we'll show you what happens 
it wasn't he like the, the last time that a president was so young in America. After that, everyone was old. It was Obama until Obama. Yeah. Ah, right. Because he was kind of, he was in his uh, 40s, I want to say. Or man, um, this, uh, this dude that we were talking about earlier, this uh, football player, Damar Hamlin, he might have died, man. Um, this really? game is, I don't know. The game is still suspended, which usually they don't do that. And they were giving CPR to, uh, to him on the, on the field. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the CPR. But I mean, right. usually they would just continue playing. Like, what is the reason? Even if the dude died, you'd think that they would continue playing the game, right? Not to be insensitive, but that's just, I mean, it's the fucking NFL. They continue playing. It's um, a crime scene, though. Is it a crime scene? Not crime it's, scene, but they'd have to investigate, right? If it's not like the last boy scout where he pulls a gun out and starts shooting, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's just, it's wild, man. Like, um, because I, I mean, I, I was I was paying attention to that game earlier before we started talking here. It was only on for about thirty minutes because they started it late because the Rose Bowl ran late. Um, so yeah, it's just it's strange, man. Uh, it, you hope that the dude's okay, but man, I think he's dead, dude. Honestly, well, he said he was given CPR on the field, and that's never good, right? That yeah, usually you... means you broke your neck and you're having a heart attack or some shit. Well, he he hit the dude and then he got up and took a few steps and then collapsed again. And collapsed. So. Yeah. Usually if you hit someone like that, you're not getting back up. Like if you break your neck, you're not able to walk for a couple steps with a broken neck. I've hit my head really hard like that and potentially like, you know, cracked vertebrae and shit. Like when I got in a car accident and like I didn't I I, I wasn't in as rough a shape as that this dude is right now. So yeah. I yeah, I think you might be fucking dead, man. Hopefully not. But that's awful. Yeah, it sucks. But shit, we'll see, man. That's that's rough. Hopefully we'll know by tomorrow because that's scary. What was the other one recently? Wasn't it the um, the actor who played Hawkeye in the Marvel films had some kind of a snowplow accident? Is in critical care. So that came up yesterday. Yeah. Who's this? I I had not heard that. Uh, Can't recall the guy's name. He plays Hawkeye. Um, Oh, uh, Renner. 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 Yeah. Renner. Yeah. Critical oh, condition after a snowplow accident. I, I did hear that. Yeah, that was recently. Yeah, yesterday, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, obviously, we don't know any of these people, but it's always kind of weird when shit like that happens. Yeah, I saw this exact thing right here. Has surgery after a snowplow accident. After suffering a traumatic injury while plowing snow. Huh. He was in the intensive care unit. Uh, upon undergoing surgery after he suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries blunt chest trauma broken Fuck. bones so he probably got ran over so it sounds Dude. like or he got Man. pinned you never fucking know when something's gonna happen to you dude it's so crazy like someone like this a hollywood actor a paid like very wealthy dude yeah, like he can't afford a guy to pay plow his driveway you know right yeah. And like he goes out there and just does like normal everyday shit and just gets fucked up. It's wild. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you never know when shit's gonna happen to you. So I don't know. He was the only party involved. Who knows? Damn. Yeah, how the hell you hurt yourself that bad if you're the only one involved? Maybe he was driving like a uh well, no what he might have got stuck, got out, and got run over. Trying to get it, yeah, it probably just rolled on top of it. Unstuck, hitting him against something. 
Mm. had shit like that before. I used to plow with my buddy. I was sideman, so I'd go out and shovel real quick. But there was a couple times we got stuck and had to go, you know, shovel and push the fucker out. And I could see somebody slipping and accidentally pushing it and getting run over. Hmm. Especially if you're doing it yourself. Yeah, man. No, yeah. Hopefully both those dudes are okay, man. Usually I don't have much sympathy for Hollywood people or, or wealthy people, but it's always tough to see shit like that go on. It's kind of shitty, but that's the difference between empathy and virtue signaling. Like the amount of people that are probably crying and in tears all over social media at the moment. <laughs> no real no real connection to them, but they saw them on a movie. Right. Like, yeah, that's that's oh, pretty yeah. shitty. You hope he pulls through, but like I have no connection to that guy. Right. Well, going back to like what you said before about Kobe, right? I mean, think about all the people that were crying when Kobe died, like literally like sobbing, like they knew him. Like, no, you watched him play basketball. You have no idea what this person's like, but you've built up this idea in your head. And now a legend has died. Okay. Now here's something for you. There's the latest TikTok trend that all the kids are doing. My niece is doing it where they film their parents or their loved ones saying that their favorite celebrity has yeah. died. Like uh, Justin Bieber dies 33 or something like that and films the reactions. What if that manifests the actual death of people based on the views it gets? That's black mirror shit right there. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy, man. I actually think that's a hilarious trend personally, <laughs> because who gives a fuck yeah, about most of these people? They're all charlatans they are man but like again it's it's sad when you know there's just like because i had never heard of this fucking football player here right and then the, uh, you know jeremy renner he's not someone uh is he on the epstein flight logs uh, i haven't i don't know i don't think so he's kind of like a b-level actor yeah yeah not one he's... of these guys where you're like yeah fuck that motherfucker he's not sitting out there telling you how to vote and all this shit just seems like kind of an average everyday dude that like worked hard at acting yeah, he's God not a Matthew good. McConaughey, like the douchey that has to tell you everything. <clears throat> right, exactly. Like so many actors are today. Sean this Penn. isn't this dude, dude this... isn't fucking LeBron James, this guy that got no. hurt right now on the field. He... But like he, he's a Disney guy, right? So Disney's not doing the best at the moment since it's tried to go woke. Maybe they need a Ooh. death of a nice guy to try and boost their Maybe uh, Mickey Mouse went out there and hit him in the fucking kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucked him up like in uh, South Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It, it, it does suck. But there's also people like, where do you draw the line? Like there's that dude, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the, the commentator in the NFL. When um, I can't pronounce the dude's name, but the uh, Samoan dude, that's the quarterback for the uh, Dolphins. Tua. Tua Tungvaloa. Tua blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's Tungvaloa. His... He's that's Alabama that... quarterback, man. Okay, I mean, uh, how how's his last name pronounced? Because uh, Tungavailoa, Tungavailoa. Okay, so that guy, um, he got his concussion, and Ryan Fitzpatrick before the commercial break was acting like he was about to cry and so shooken up, and then they come back from the commercial break, and he's a different guy. You know, he's totally, he's ready, he's ready to do his job. That's kind of shitty to me. And it made me really not like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I never really cared for him in the first place. I think he was a Dolphins quarterback as well. Um, Dolphins, Bills, he did everybody. Okay, yeah. Just uh, it left a, a shitty taste in my mouth where it's like, yeah, you can you can feel bad for these dudes in the moment, but it was over the top to me. And uh, for some reason, it left a real sour taste in my mouth. 
And, uh, you know, and then like his his night today shift from like after the commercial break where he's like, and we're back, you know, I'm excited for the rest of the game after like almost fake crying for this dude that, you know, got a got a concussion, blah, blah, blah. But that's all of Hollywood. That's all of fucking sports. Right. Even with this kid that whatever happened, the game goes on. Right. Right. Like like they're going to play next week. They're going to keep playing. It's it's this they're replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. It's just it's bread and circus and they're just coming up with more and more distractions to get people away from the bullshit that's actually going on like ukraine like the billions of dollars and trillions of dollars we keep you know creating and sending all over the place and just it's all distractions from that stuff and that's why i think you get things like balenciaga and all these other distractions like andrew tate and 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 shit like this (laughs) it's just a fucking distraction man so you stop looking at like Zelensky coming here why did he come here well it was a distraction from them passing 1.7 trillion dollars in spending you know and and how could you say no when the prince is here it's like it's such a fucking shame in his btu still he didn't even put a fucking suit on dude shows up in sweatpants and then What's even better, I, I didn't watch it, but I saw a clip on uh, YouTube today. Every mainstream network was comparing him to Winston Churchill in World War II. This is his Churchill moment. Like, get the fuck out of here, you idiots. Like, I don't think I ever saw a Winston Churchill video of him twerking in high heels. Oh, that doesn't oh. come to mind. <laughs> he wasn't well, really you know rocking what? the sweatsuit either. Dude, I, uh, I do think, man, that... Um... I think something's going to come from this. I honestly do. I know a lot of people in the, like the, a lot of the more logical people in the conspiracy community are saying this is all bullshit. I think this could start world war three, honestly, especially after Zelensky came here, spoke in front of Congress. Like you just said, if, if we were a self-respecting country, which we're not in the U S but if we were, and Putin came over and talked with Canada and we were at war with Russia and Putin comes over and talks with Canada on their news platforms and all that shit. That's a bad look for Canada. And, and maybe we're fucking fighting Dude, Canada we're at war that. with Russia. I understand that, but I think it might escalate significantly. Like I really do. Man. Well, I don't see how it does not happen. Yeah. There's certain points, right? Like that. It's going to get to that where it could escalate like like crimea is a big one right if ukraine tries to invade crimea that's going to be a major uh incident and you know otherwise i just think these people these people are fucked man they're in a meat grinder they're just there as fodder and what are we giving them we're giving them our shitty leftover weapons to go up against modern russian technology Russia's technology is not modern, though. They have modern tanks and shit. You'd you'd be surprised at what they've got, dude. Yes, you do. They have. They they threw a lot. Like looking at what was getting hit by the NATO weapons that we gave them, that was the old tech. It's like he was throwing all his old gear, his probably his dissident soldiers, the soldiers that were shit that were over it that weren't any good. He was throwing them first, like cannon fodder, and then all the new stuff is going to roll out. It's coming right now. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. what they're what they're doing right now is they're trenching in, and then what's coming in next is the fucking thousands of tanks rolling in. I think and we easily fall for the idea that Russia is still this military 
USSR where they're outdated and they don't have the best. Their delivery systems mm. for nuclear weapons outpace the American systems hands down. That's the yeah, scary I thing. I think so, dude. I, America's I really scared don't think shitless so. to go to war with Russia. That's why they're doing proxy wars because they cannot handle the Russian, you know, especially over there because if anything happens in Ukraine right now, we keep talking about, you know, sending aid over there. Everything that we have over there is incapable of, of putting up any sort of fight against Russia for more than a week or two. No, man, America is not afraid to go to war with Russia. And the reason why is because they're helping Ukraine. If they were scared, they wouldn't even talk to Ukraine. They just don't want to look like the assholes, right? No, they don't want to. They don't want to. They, they do not want to lose any. As soon as Americans start dying over there, it's a whole different thing. They're willing to let Ukrainians go right through the meat grinder. Sure. Take our old shit. Go do it and fight our proxy war. Meanwhile, we're just funneling trillions of dollars to ourselves in weapons deals and to you know blackrock and lockheed they're just they're just making record profits right now right american deaths could happen very soon like the 501st airborne are currently like on the border just waiting to go in well they're in romania right yeah yep yeah but again it's an airborne division (laughs) they only have like 36 pieces of artillery you're gonna they're gonna go up against the russian army with 30 hey, those airborne divisions artillery. are the ones that you want to start though like those but it's are 10,000 are... men right it's 10,000 men with with no artillery they're right you're gonna get they're gonna get fed into the meat grinder too but modern warfare is so much different than i think we're talking about it right now it's it's incomprehensible the way that a that a world war three would be fought it wouldn't be fought like world war two or world war one at all i mean it wouldn't be fought like the last uh war that we just fucked up with afghanistan right and and it's not much different than what we're seeing in ukraine it's going to be the same shit because you're fighting over territory you can you can fight they're they're doing all the cyber shit and all that behind the scenes i mean of course that's that's a non-stop battle well that's what space force is space force is cyberspace yeah a lot of people don't understand that it's not outer space no space force is all about internet that's what all space force is they just do the cool like logo with like the rocket and fucking outer space to make it seem like that cyberspace is outer space that's as close to fucking outer space as we've gotten as people well it's there's and go ahead sorry and the, the biggest misconception is like nukes like if if nukes were really on the table kiev would have been done and dusted a long time ago but they're not about to take away territory Nukes in a real military situation aren't targeted at a New York or a Washington, D.C. They target military bases. Yeah, Montana and North Dakota. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we actually just talked about this, Ghost and I, on, on a cunt episode. We were talking about that exact thing where it's like, why, you know, in, in the movies, you see that like New York City, Los Angeles, all these places are targeted. Fuck no, that's those are liberal strongholds. Why yeah, would they want to take porn. those people? They're out? not going to hit them. They're going for the country folk. Right. Texas is a yep. is a key place, I think, for these people to take out. Um, what's this? We were talking about us not going to space. Well, our NASA boss says that we have to watch out because we're entering a space race with the Chinese. And he says uh, the the race to the moon between the U.S. and China is getting tighter in the next two years could determine who gains the upper hand. 
So uh, it warns that Beijing could establish a foothold and try to dominate the most resource-rich locations on lunar surface, even keep the U.S. out. Shit, this is South Park all over again. Oh, when the Chinese fucking... built the ladder to heaven? Yeah, it's a fact. <laughs> We're in a space race. Where were you when they oh. built the <laughs> ladder to heaven? Dude, it's just, yeah. it's just a joke. Again, it's billions of dollars being wasted on nonsense. Where is this This money is the really Tower going? of Babel, too. Yeah. Oh, this is just, it's all penis envy and shit like that. It's just a joke. Mm. Just, uh, I don't know. I can't deal with space, man. It's one of those topics that just drives me nuts. Well, that's what's interesting about that cosmism stuff that I've been really interested in lately is that they, it seems like they draw you in with the space and the interplanetary travel. And it's really all about hive mind shit. And that's, that's the end all be all is the hive mind, the uh, sharing of intelligence, sharing of languages, sharing of everything, not for us, but for, for whoever's controlling us, it seems. I think, yeah, I think that goes to the whole one world, right? That's been their agenda from day one is, and, and you're seeing it now, like they, they want everything digital, including humans. You know, they want to be able to control. They want to be able to shut you on and off, basically, you know, or control your ability to do certain things. And I think that's, you know, that's obviously the first step is to, you know, manipulate your ability to travel, manipulate your ability to trade, um, things like that. And then it's going to be, you know, how do we manipulate how you, and they're already doing this to an extent, how you feel, but then they really want to get into how you think and and right. make you more easily programmed it's the only binary system they want right like they they want to deal with everything in ones and zeros but as soon as you talk about binary genders like look yeah. out what? you're in trouble what <laughs> drew you homophobe it's unbelievable yeah i mean it's it, <laughs> oh, it's the total inversion of everything you know i i was talking about this with my even my sister and brother-in-law who are very normal you know they're kind of matrix people they just go with the flow they love you know cable television every night and all that stuff but even they're like you know i started asking about a couple things you know like some of the drag shit and some of the things they're pushing in schools and they're like yeah we're starting to see it now it's starting to make sense that all this shit you've been talking about isn't as crazy as we thought it was yeah I mean, dude, you're not you're not off base by bringing this stuff up. But what's funny is talking with certain people that talk about uh, like us, like how we say, you know, the Amazon Alexa is collecting all your data. Your phones are listening to you. How many people out there say, who cares? Yeah. Like, what, what, what are they going to do with my info? I'm not I'm not hurting anyone. Yeah, they, can, you know? they can do whatever they want. They, 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 they're not going to do anything bad with it. Yeah, they're making a fucking clone of you. Exactly. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like you fucking people don't understand. Every the one I always of- get is the one I always get is, oh, they already got that information anyway. Why does it matter? I'm like, so you agree it's wrong, but because they've already got it, it doesn't matter. Right. That's one hell of a way of going around that thought process. It's wild. I mean, so it, with this thing, I brought this up because um you have these these companies, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which we've heard of, Avanti Communications, which I have not heard of. I don't know if you guys have heard of Avanti here. You guys yeah, heard they're of British, right? Yes. And yeah, it's uh, like a military fucking thing. It's a satellite company. But yeah. why would why would it be a uh, British versus an American? 
because all the Five Eyes nations feed all their intel to Britain. We've known this. Yep. Um, Avanti being part of this. Also, the 2030 vision, um, Google, MasterCard, uh, Salesforce, and UNICEF. All these companies are working together for this, this new agenda. And this company right here, and I'm actually going to talk about this ARM, um, ARM, they run the 2030 vision technology partnership. And they are spending so much money and resources getting this technology that we have in the United States, including our homeless people, what they have, the phones and all this shit, getting them to schools and very, very, the most underprivileged people in the world, in the world, not just in the US, are starting to get cell phones and things like this. Yeah. And it's not for the greater good. It's for their purposes. It's to collect more data on every single person in the world. If the SWS is a real simulation, which it is, it's provable, there's patent numbers, there's factual shit from Purdue University, they're going to be needing people in Africa to represent their nodes. And um, yeah, it's just an interesting little, uh, it's an interesting little setup that they got there, man. Everything well, and, is, is and, and you're absolutely right. It, just because you may be poor or homeless, they still want your data. They yeah. want to know what everybody's doing because that's the way they can get that quantum working in, in the most efficient manner and get a real picture of everything. And they don't want well, just your data. They want your memories. They want what makes you, Matt, different than me, different than Drew. They want those things to put into this computer. What was the name of that British company? Avanti? Avanti, yeah. A-V-A-N-T-I. Is that Italian for moving forward? I don't know, is it? I think so. And that was that guy's name, Michael Avanti, too. That scumbag lawyer. <laughs> okay. Moving forward, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you go to their website, let me show you. I'll, I'll pull this. Now, is that that ERS stuff, Rye? What's that? That score, is that what they're going towards? That, you know, environmental whatever yeah like social the social credit, credit score and stuff yeah, the erc or whatever it's i don't remember the acronym they have for it but yeah yeah it definitely is it um, measures like your carbon usage and shit like that my thing is when you pull up the 2030 vision why is it a brain it's a computer you know network brain too yeah it's a hive mind it's hive, a hive mind. total hive so you know that's scary stuff um going back i wanted to find the actual website ar arm semiconductor is what i'll pull up here um this is the avanti website and what was funny when i was going through this look what they say here uh we can give you shit anywhere visible from the satellites within the earth's disk Ooh, that's a rough <laughs> one <laughs> right it's like why why are they saying that um yeah let's see uh arm semiconductor company and what you get here, when you pull them up, look at the Luciferian symbolism right off the bat, right up top here. Uh, look at that. Oh, man, a guy holding a torch like the Statue of Liberty, right? Like what the hell is going on there? No, you know yeah. what that actually is? That reminds me of the, um, the Apple. Yeah. Yeah, the 1984 the commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. It's like the forbidden fruit of knowledge. Yep. That's it's illuminated. It. There's a lot of stuff with that Apple logo. I did a little intro, I think, to a Monday Night Master Debaters talking about the Apple symbolism, dude. The, yep. the whole Apple symbolism is so occult. It goes into like homosexuality 
it goes into like the forbidden fruit it goes into all that shit um the i forget the guy's name but it was a guy that actually got arrested back a long time ago for pedophilia that they made that apple logo for but um yeah man this is one of the people that's trying to make your one world government and your safe utopia and this is uh, an organization doing this that most people out there haven't heard of arm and they're completely luciferian in in their origin man it's that anytime you see a torch and a prometheus reference like that like you said matt it's just light bearer yeah the light bearer the the exactly it's just a it's a wild thing so yeah very masonic very don't send that to dank what's that (laughs) this don't send that to colorado dank he'll break it down up down and sideways i know dude yeah (laughs) no it's it's uh it's crazy there's a lot of stuff to that though oh dude it's wild I actually, I got, uh, I actually listened to Rogan this week because he had on these guys from, uh, oh, what the hell is this? I wanted to share the uh, Boneyard Alaska. Have you guys ever heard of these guys? No. Okay, so this guy uh, right here is John. He's the owner. He uh, bought this five. It started out with like five acre plot in Alaska, and he bought it for like mining gold mining and shit eventually uh, initially but what he's finding on it is all these mammoth bones and um like direwolf bones and a whole sh- he's found at least a half dozen animals that shouldn't have existed or are said to not existed in north america but he's got proof that they were in alaska so Wow. Uh, it, it's crazy. He was on Rogan. and But the crazy part is, is so what happens is he, he, he bought the company from, an, uh, you know, I don't know how long ago, but, but the company that he bought it from had donated a bunch of bones to the American uh, Historical Society or whatever they're called. In the, and they have a place in New York. Well, he went there to... Uh, try and collect his bones and when he went to go collect them they're like oh well they're in the basement and the basement's going through asbestos so it's going to be like six or seven years before you can get your bones back and he was like well i'll pay for him to you know take them out or whatever so in the meantime time passes they're supposed to be doing asbestos abatement they take the bones and they dump them in the fucking east river and so what he has started on, on the Rogan podcast is the great bone rush of 2023, because supposedly in the East River at this location or near this location is uh, at least a truckload of mammoth bones Fuck. And, and tusks and things like that that were donated. So it's it's wild. So now he he it had been redacted information. He kept secret until he said the only way he was going to release it is if he went on rogan and he's had you know big time tv shows at offer him offers and things like that he's like nope the only way i'm revealing it is on rogan and so he went on rogan finally um and uh and so yeah so the bone rush is on but this guy has found he's he has just a five thousand square foot warehouse full of bones that he just collects and what they do is they just go and wash out like the side of a hill with like this high powered hose and is that what uh, 
Is that where the permafrost used to be? And that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. They're knocking off the permafrost. So when they, and I apologize for it being so small, I can't really blow it up, but you can go to Boneyard, Alaska and, uh, and check it out. But what they do is, yeah, he has like a, a, a giant hose set up and he sprays the side of the mountain that's frozen with permafrost. And he said, the smell is just something else. Cause it's just kicking up all this organic matter um, from thousands of years old. And the crazy part is some of these bones some of the dates on them are dates going back to time when this stuff shouldn't have existed. So, and, and blowing out, you know, the timeline that, that Randall Carlson has uh, not blowing it out, but saying, okay, yeah, this corresponds a little bit with the 12,000, you know, 800 years ago, younger Dryas era, but it, you know, there were animals here before then too, that shouldn't have been here. So it's, isn't making- there a serious, like possibility that some kind of virus might be in there or something might get out but it's frozen so i mean yeah i guess i mean the crazy part is this dude said he ate like uh, a piece of ten thousand year old animal they grilled it up and ate it i don't think i would do that i would never do that no fuck no (laughs) i'm not doing that he said it tasted like leather but yeah Still. I would be so much concerned about a frozen virus. I'm more concerned about what killed all these things all at the same time. Yep. Like oh, the bones of them, their, their legs are crushed. Their, some of them are flash frozen with, with greenery in their mouth. They were still eating. Like that's the mainstream science. That's what they're telling us. They just died like that. Instantly. All at once. Dude, there's this really interesting exhibit out here. And we actually, I, I kind of learned more about it today. It's been out here in Bisbee, Arizona, south of me. Uh, south of tucson arizona and it's this exhibit called the thing and they have this whole exhibit of um what the thing is it's like this mummified creature uh it kind of looks like a humanoid but it's got an elongated face and it's supposedly a real thing that was bought like centuries ago and um they the whole exhibit focuses on aliens versus dinosaurs and it's like a roadside attraction out here, but they have this thing. And like the theory of this exhibit says that aliens are basically behind every major world event. And um, they have a lot of this shit in there. Like, it's just like, it, it's just kind of interesting that, that this is coming up right here. And I was talking about this just earlier today. That is dope. That is yeah, wild. Okay. He's like, and, and so the crazy part was he was talking with a guy, um, who is, you know, doing some work, trying to help him inventory some of the collection. And he goes, do you have this thing insured? And the guy's like, no, I, why would I insure it? He goes, go get this collection insured. He goes, well, okay, how much should I insure it for? He goes, uh, probably 4 million. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, in, in, insure it for 4 million. He goes, it's probably... Or was it four or was it 400? I can't remember. I think it might've been 400 million. And he said his collection's worth 150 million, but you mm. always overshoot. And it's just, it's all paleontology that, you know, and, and he's like, there's not really a lot of interest in it, you know, which is crazy. Like, cause this could change the whole story of history. And what's what's are, the timeline on these? Is this like, are these bones from like closest 10,000 years ago, 12,000 years ago? He said a lot of them, he, here's, he said the issue was, is, is that getting them tested, 
right? Each test is like four to $500. So he's had a handful of his stuff tested. Um, and, you know, it, it's a, a wide range of dates, he said, but a lot of it is right in that younger Dryas timeframe. So you that's the that. weird thing that even happened in Australia. We had megafauna like rhinoceros sized wombats and giant kangaroos and man eating platypuses and all this weird stuff that all died out between 10 to 11,000 years ago. Yep. And they're saying it was climate change back then. But it's almost like there were these larger animals around and for humans to actually start to build civilization, they had to wipe the slate clean and get rid of anything that could possibly harm humanity. Yep. Yeah. What a, what a powerful caption that is too. That last line, like the we've seen things they saw. It's quite the track. Yeah. Well, what's crazy That's is nuts. what he said is he said when they do this, right, when they blow out the side and, and they leave it exposed, he said in the like springtime, you'll have stuff growing out of this stuff that doesn't exist today, stuff from 10,000 years ago that has been buried in the permafrost and the seeds are now germinating because they finally hit the sunlight after 10,000 years. He said, so there's, there's some plants that are coming back that some ancient bud. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's such a cool. So anybody that's interested, it's the boneyard Alaska. He only does Instagram. Um, I know his daughter has a YouTube channel and she's called gold daughters. Um, but really cool stuff. If you're into any sort of fossils or treasure hunting and stuff like that. Here's yeah. a scenario for you then, Matt. Like imagine you're doing that and you're digging in the permafrost and mammoth bones, all as normal. You come across like a giant human skull. What the hell do you do in that situation? What would you do? You can't do it. And he, he said, exactly. You can't do anything. He goes, you have to get rid of that or that site gets shut down because because he's dealing with paleontology, right? He's not dealing with archaeology. As soon as human bones are involved, then the government can come in. Um, because on his property, he owns down to the core of the earth, theoretically. Unlike us who own, you know, maybe six feet down or something like that of our property here in most of America. Um, so anything you would find below that, the government could come in and claim. And especially with archaeology, he said that's automatic. The government comes in right away. Like you see it with buildings, right? Any building where they're building and they find human remains, they're fucked because now they have to have it, the whole site excavated. They have to do a thorough investigation. And so he and Joe even asked him, he goes, he goes, you ever find any bones? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, you ever find any human bones? And he goes, no comment. He goes, oh, so you found bones. He goes, no comment. He goes, because if if they do, if I do find bones, I have to report it. And that gives the feds permission to come on my property. He goes, otherwise, they can't come on. It's my private property. I can do whatever I want. He's actually um, leased out some of his property to the government for nuclear testing. Because he's got like 10,000 acres, too, uh, and, you know, all over, so. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, I thought about that too. And I'm like, man, what would I do? Like, if I had all this and I'm finding all these bones, like, and he said he could sell them. He's like, one of the tusks could get over 500 grand. He's like, but I don't want the money. He's like, this is this is bigger than money. This is history. And, uh, and it, it, I'm with him on it. It's cool as hell. 
I mean, I, I wanted to see it. I want, I got to go on his page and look more, but he has direwolf skulls from, and direwolves from when we were supposed to be in Alaska. So very interesting stuff. And he's got short faced grizzly skulls. Um, they come across all sorts of animals and plants and stuff. Crazy, man. It's like how the Russians talk about they want to clone mammoths and bring back the Scythian people. And yep. Boggles the mind about what types of things have been in the past and why it seems like so many groups are interested in trying to bring these things back. Well, and why they were wiped out in the first place, right? That's the question that I have, like, especially with like the Scythians, man, that was like a, you know, a specific genocide just to wipe them out. And man, it's the, and and the Scythians kind of fall under, they're the, like the predecessors basically to the Tartarians. Um, it makes it, makes you wonder whether all these PCR tests and ancestry online is is a means not only for cataloging your DNA but for searching for certain blood types and certain genotypes. Well, that's one thing I'm fi- I found a a book from the 1830s and it's called American Antiquity and this guy he's talking about how um, you know basically the western western and some of the southern, like the plains, like Oklahoma area of, of America, were had Tartars, had Scythians, had Asians. Um, and then the eastern side was mainly the a- Africans that came over and the Normans, like the Dutch and, and the Vikings and things like that. So, but he says flat out that, you know, before the na- before the quote unquote Indians that we know were these other groups that were here and populated it. And then there was a group before them, which was the original mound builders, which ties, he ties like to uh, the biblical flood and that those people were here at that time when the flood happened. So who knows? Well, even according to the mainstream consensus, there's copper mines in North America, which you can date the metals, the copper is in Europe now. And it was being mined in North America and taken to Europe yep. for jewelry and weaponry. And yeah, that's, that's no small feat trying to go that far in rickety old ships. No. And, and what you're finding too, is that the, the current would take them from Africa down in the, the trade route would take them into the, you know, the islands down to Florida, that area. And so what's the stretch of them to come a little bit North and hit the East coast. And so yeah, I find it all fascinating because I just see what we've been taught and how narrow it is and how it fits in this nice little clean box when in reality it's so much bigger than what we've been told. Interesting shit. Dude, my dog is terrified right now from earlier. I tried to let them outside and for some reason she saw something in the sky and she ran inside. I didn't see it. Kim didn't see it. No one else saw it. But she's been hiding in her kennel ever since like two hours what? ago, three hours ago, about now. You didn't have a Bigfoot in the backyard, did you? Unless it was flying. I don't know what it was because she saw something in the sky and she was standing next to me and she like almost knocked me over because she like scurried away and then ran inside. She looked up and then fucking took off inside. And she's been in her cage ever since. And there's nothing out there. Dude, we were looking up there for like a while. Yeah. Nothing. Wow. Something was probably looking back though. I don't know. I mean, you know how dogs have that extra sense, kind of like little kids do, where they can see like entities or whatever. Yeah. The theory is. 
Well, it's either that or she picked up a frequency. Right. Yeah, maybe we're being targeted here, which is not out of the realm of possibility. But yeah, no, it was just weird, man. She's still freaking out. She's still just hiding. So it's weird, man. Some shit going on. What a hell of a way to start 2023. Dude, that's the other thing. Is there any more pointless holiday than New Year's? Like, I think it's. I think it's interesting. Why the fuck is anything closed on New Year's Day? Like, yeah, it's, it's the dumbest thing. Right, right. In that sense, yes. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, why the fuck do you get New Year's Day? Like, I, I went, I wanted to go. I went out this morning. I went to the gym, and then I was gonna go. To, I went to a couple. Places. They're closed. I'm like, how the fuck are you? Clo-? It's mo- first of all, it's Monday. Where are you trying to go? Like, gro- grocery stores? Uh, there was a lo- like local ones. Yeah, smaller ones, mom and pop, and then uh, like I went to get uh pizza, and the pizza shop was closed today. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, not no, today. I, yesterday, yesterday, Sunday, the first. I say that pizza spot doesn't deserve your business anymore. These well, I'm not going bucks. back now. I couldn't get a New Year's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was I was banking on it too, and and at that point, the grocery store. See, I'm living in the mountains, so the go like go to the grocery store is like a half hour drive. So it's like it's not worth it for some shit. The pizza spot's like five minutes up the road, and yeah, so I wasn't making the rest of the trek, and I was depending on that pizza. So. Not going back there. Fuck that. Yeah. Is there any uh like in your guys's region? Uh obviously different countries here, but and continents. Is there different like foods that you're supposed to eat for New Year's, like for good luck or whatever? You guys got anything? No, not there's nothing like no like cultural thing here. I mean, like there's there's a lot of Christmas dishes up here that are, you know, heavy. This is a somewhat heavy polish ukrainian area so you get okay. a lot of those at christmas time you know a lot of baked goods um and sure. then a lot of the you know pierogi and thing like that that uh they push um but yeah no nothing like you know no like you know you should eat this as the new year or pre-new year or after the new year i've never heard of anything australians generally ate a lot of seafood that's like we have it at Christmas this time of year because it's our summer. It's yep. just really right, good right. to have. And then we've got a high Scotch-Irish ancestry for a lot of people in this part of Australia. So okay. we have the tradition where at midnight, the oldest man in the house would knock on the front door and in his hand, he'd have a bottle of whiskey so you'd never go thirsty in the new year. You'd have That's a loaf good. of bread so you never go hungry and a lump of coal so you never go cold. I like that a lot. Do, you, cool. do you guys do that? Yeah. Yep. That's fucking nice. That's a really cool one, actually. That's a, <laughs> That's yeah. a cool ass tradition. No, man, I, I like what. So the reason I asked that is because uh, Ghost in Pennsylvania, I guess they do sauerkraut and pork. That's a, a big thing there. Uh, never heard of that, but it's like you, you slow cook pork and that like a pork shoulder or pork butt, and then you put sauerkraut in there. I know here a, a lot of Chinese food for some reason, like you eat just Chinese food for the new year and every Chinese food around a uh, Chinese restaurant is packed and like to go what, no matter what it is, it's always, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, no, I, it, it just kind of makes you wonder like why certain, uh, you know, cuisines or whatever are meant to be eaten. Like with the Thanksgiving theme, right? Like why the fuck are you supposed to eat a Turkey? What's that about? You know, there's, there's always some underlying meaning to all of that. Yeah, I find the turkey thing comical because especially with Franklin wanting Ben Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national mascot. Right. Instead of the <laughs> eagle. So the fact that we eat 
an abundance of fucking turkeys. It's kind of ironic. See, we, oh. in Australia, we, we do eat our national emblems, though. The emu and the kangaroo, we eat them. Yeah, kangaroos are, are eaten a lot there, right? Yeah, it's really good. Very lean. Very huh. gamey, almost like a venison. Interesting. Yeah, it seems weird to eat a kangaroo. They seem like little dogs to <laughs> Americans, like cute little animals. They're, They're like, like rats over there. The face. They'll mess you up. <laughs> yeah, that thing will fuck you up, man. You don't Dude, mess me, with the- me, we were talking about this the other day, man. How many, like, it, so we started off with this part. How many raccoons in, like, a war scenario, how many raccoons do you think that you could fight before they overtook you? <laughs> like, we were this doing is, this with this all is, kinds of animals. Yeah, we're going back to the the lion chasing pugs here. Right. Yeah, this is yeah. new. But I think that raccoons, it's a it's a misleading number because they're kind of like cats, but they can get up to about 40 pounds. They have claws. They've got mean claws. The fuck out of you. And they're angry. Yeah. Do they have have thumbs at all? I think so. I think they can grab. They can't if they if if they can grab, I think that gives them an up hand on what a pug would do though. Yeah, because they can climb. So yeah, they definitely have an upper hand on a pug. And you don't have any weapons. Like maybe if you can grab a rock or whatever to bash or a one stick, you know, just to get some distance. But still, I, I said five and I stood behind it. I don't think that I could go more because some people were saying 13, 14, 20. And I was like, no, dude, I think <laughs> you'd be lucky to get five. Because like sometimes it takes like five people to, to tame a house cat. If a house cat's angry. Ooh. Yeah, it depends with <laughs> if they're coordinated or not. If they can orchestrate t- and work together, you're fucked at five, I would say. Yeah. Right. You can only fend off Achilles two, tendon, right? two or three <laughs> at the most, right? I mean, you got two legs and two arms. What, right. else are you, what else are you doing? I'm thinking you're stomping on them, right? You're stomping <laughs> on them before they jump on you. Because we did this with that. We did it with kangaroos. We did it with owls. I think owls are dangerous, dude. I, I think if an owl's trying to, I said one because they can fly and they've got razor talons. Um, I've, I've got one for you then. Tasmanian devils. One. Bring up a picture of a Tasmanian devil. Just one. one? Yeah. Max. Max. Because that's like a honey badger or a wolverine. They've got a bite pressure more than an African lion. So they'll crush your bones instantly. So yeah, you're right. pretty much fucked. So the first one that touches you with its mouth, you're done. That's why I say one. I think that you're you're busy working on one and another one comes up behind you and fucks you up. Um, Look at that motherfucker. Yeah, there's no way. I, I don't think many people are taking on more than one. Um, we also did like New York, uh, New York City rats, like those big rats. I said like 20 or 30. Uh, yeah, fuck those. 20 or 30. How many rat kings though? How many rats combined into one? No rat kings. No wreckings. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah, like these things are uh yeah, Tasmanian devils. That little one looks cute, but then look at the one right to the left of it. That thing is like eating its young. Yeah, savage. Yeah, and then you look at something like that. Yeah, it's all cool. And but I mean, yeah, they can move. Those little ones I could probably take like 10 the little babies before <laughs> they when they're done when they're not done nursing yet i could take on several but once but they're look at this this fucking thing yeah dude. you're not you're not fighting more than one or two of those dude yeah those claws are sharp enough too they'll do some damage right damn 
Yeah, if they can, and and like I said, if they if they have any sort of coordinated attack, that number drastically reduces. Right. Yeah, we were talking about it like, uh, I don't know if you've ever played Call of Duty Zombies, like when they come in waves. It's like yep. you got one, <laughs> and then two come, and then three come, and then four come. So it's a fun conversation to have when you're like, hi. It's a fun one. So I encourage everyone out there just to try and think about different animals and how many you could fuck up of them. Hummingbirds. How many hummingbirds? Oh, uh, I mean, hundreds, honestly. Are they even going to attack? Do they have it in them? We're talking about like, like program to attack birds. What about like honeybees or bees? So that's what I think. A hummingbird would be like bees. You'd just be swarmed by them. And they've got that thin little beak. It gets you in the eyes. Yeah. Takes your vision out, then you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, bees, you're fucked. I mean, you get stung by a few bees, but they don't like to sting you unless... No, what they do, though, is... I, I put a video on Instagram last week of it. What they, they There was a hornet that got into their nest, and they swarm the hornet, and they surround it, and then they all just vibrate, and they generate heat, and they all raise their body temperature within one degree of killing themselves, and their heat together basically fries that hornet. So you have to think of how many of them would it take to get on you to either A, sting you into shock or B, fry you with hmm. like frequency or heat or burn you at least. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, there's that. There's like the idea of like fighting a deer, you know, oh, a deer, fuck deer, a deer. <laughs> especially if they get up on their hind legs, man, they got a deer fucking fuck long up. reach. Yeah. Yeah. Deer's going to fuck you up. A, sh- a ram, like a, like no a fucking- shot. There's Dude, no my dog, you can't knock them out. It's fucking hilarious. I have two goats in my backyard up here uh, that my neighbors own. And my son and I go up and we give them, give them food every now and then. Shit like that. Well, I kept, I have my dog off leash because she's usually pretty good and she'll keep distance. Well, she was fucking inquisitive as hell as we're feeding the goats. Well, one of the goats, she got too close and he fucking rammed the fence and the dog was up against the fence and it sent her back like a little bit. And it was hilarious because it didn't even try. It was just kind of a gentle little whoosh. And it fucking shot the dog back. So, yeah, they could do some damage. Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, The average animal out there will just fuck up any one of us. Like, easily. You know, wild animals or something else, man. A llama. It started off with the the conversation of fighting a llama. Like, if (laughs) if a llama was trying to fuck with you, could you knock one out? Could you kill one? It's like a you camel. What about a camel? That's a tough one. Camel. I think a camel has your number, dude. Same yeah. as a horse, right? They're big. They're big animals. They kick you one time, you're done. Fuck you up. Yeah. What, if, what are you going to do? Punch it? <laughs> it's like we're coming up with the next season of that show, Zoo, where the animals all turned on people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like some of those more like docile, like uh, what you would consider to be like prey animals would actually fuck you up more often than like the predator animals would. I think like a cougar, obviously that's going to fuck you up. No uh, you, you have, well, people have been known to choke them out before, right? Like oh yeah. No, you can in rare instances, but 95, I'd say 90% of the people are going to get fucked up by that animal. I'll raise you to 99.9% of people are going to get fucked up by a cougar. Um, I think, I think you got to really get the jump on something like that. And you just got to, I mean, God's on your side in that fight. If, if you win, you know, you're not, you're, you're not skillfully taking out a cougar. 
you got to watch out for cougars. Like I jump on my computer and it always tells me there's a cougar within five miles. Right. <laughs> and, and, they, and they always want to fuck for some reason, which is weird. <laughs> That's how they get you in there. It's fucking but. bush cougars. They'll get you. Yeah, dude, it's just a fun conversation to have when you're uh, fucked up with some buddies talking about uh, how many animals you can beat up. Dude, pelicans. Used- what about pelicans? Oh, fuck pelicans, dude. They get swallow shit whole. That's what I'm thinking. It gets over your head and then you're just yeah. incapacitated. You can't see. And they're massive too. Those things are fucking big. That's a dinosaur right there. I'd say I could take one. I think you can do more than one. I don't know, man. Pelican, that's a big fucking bird. If it gets over your head, you're fucked. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> like you're done. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know, man. I was thinking more like small, small things where you wouldn't think they would fuck you up. But quail, you know, quail, nice quail, like size of your hand. How many quail? I'm thinking I think dozens. The smaller things are do- dozens. Like, yeah, yeah, or like a duck. Like ducks, dude. I ducks, could take geese. probably a couple geese, hundred yeah. ducks, dude. Ducks are useless. They can't do anything to you. Right. Like it's even their just... beaks don't hurt. Right. Yeah, they're like like a butter knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to cut someone's so, hand off with a like because we have we have like I don't know. There's probably a dozen ducks that come down, and my son feeds them. Well, one time they tried to jack him for the bag of uh, bread he had in his hand, and he he just with his his foot cleared like six or eight of them with one kick, and it was you know not like kick kick, but like just swinging his leg to give him some room. They went fucking flying. So I yeah, ducks are. Ducks are weak. Chickens, well, let me on ask, the other hand, that's let a me, story. Let me ask this then. Would you rather fight like a middle-aged or teenaged grizzly bear? Not a fully grown one, not a baby, just like a, a middle-aged one, or five raccoons? What would you rather fight, Drew? Five raccoons, hands down. Five raccoons rather than a middle-aged grizzly. I think a, any, a swipe from a grizzly, even a middle-aged one, yeah. that's going to fuck you up. Like a grizzly bear that weighs the same as you do. We'll say that. Probably still the raccoons. Really? Yeah, dude, because okay. a yeah. chimpanzee yeah. that's like a third of my weight could fuck me up and just tie me in knots. But it seems like the only weapon that the grizzly bear has is its mouth. It, I think if you get Pause. behind it. Pause. Right. Right. Dude, if that I thing gets it, its paw on you, you are done. So are you going with the grizzly bear that weighs the same as you versus seven fucking raccoons too, Matt? Are you going? No, with I'm that? taking raccoons all day. I'll fight. I'll take my chances with the raccoon. I'm not fucking with a bear. I think I'd rather fight the bear that weighs the same as I do. <laughs> Good luck. Because you're fighting seven independent brains versus one. That's yeah, that aren't coordinated and they could be retarded. They I could get the seven down syndrome fucking raccoons and just <laughs> I could get the re- the one retarded bear for that you matter. Could you could with that logic? <laughs> Very true. Like yeah. Grizzly Adams. Yeah, man. A friend for life. Bear is dude. I saw we had a trash panda fucking in Connecticut. There was this black bear, and this dude, I mean, he could care less. I went outside, or I was above him, right? Because my garbage cans were down in the driveway. We had a window up above. So I was probably, you know, 10 feet above the ground. And I was banging a pot in the window. And this dude just looks up while he's going through my trash. Like, dude, you really think that's going to make me move? (laughs) And he just goes back. He just takes the bag out, walks across the driveway. So I go outside with my, with the dog thinking, or I went down in the garage 
and I had the door like not open, but cracked. So the dog could smell the bear figuring if the dog barks, the bear's going to take off. The bear came to the fucking door. Like, Hey, what's under there? I see the nose sniffing under the door. I fucking hit the button, shut that door real quick. I'm like, Oh damn it. I got to clean up this garbage tomorrow. But that was like, you know, maybe a 200 pound black bear. And that thing just seemed like it would fuck me up. That is what's scary is like if we're going by the weight, I'm having to fight a 240 pound black bear. I'm I'm not I'm not happy about it, but I think I have a better chance at that than the seven raccoons, man. I think you guys are underestimating raccoons. All right, honestly. Ron, how, how about this for a wild card there? Grizzly bear or seven koala bears? And before you make a decision, koala you bears are mean. to bring up a picture of a koala bear and the sound recording of them screaming. They're mean. I know koala bears are very mean. We actually had this conversation as well. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the bear. I'm going with the one-on-one versus being outnumbered by a bunch of little guys. Right? Like, I would rather fight. Let's take this to a human analogy. I'd rather fight someone my weight versus seven midgets. I would, I would not want to fight seven midgets. What is this? This is supposed to be. Did you share your sound? Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck. See, fuck that, dude. They look mean. They don't look nice. They, you know, when you see them, they look cute. I guess they don't have too vicious a teeth. I don't know why there's no sound. What the fuck? Yeah, no thanks. I'm going with the single bear. It sounds like a hippo. <laughs> it's got little thumbs too. Yeah, yeah they've got two thumbs on each hand. Yeah, koala bears are rough, man. And the worst part is you could bite into one of those to defend yourself, but because they eat so much eucalyptus, their blood is quite poisonous. Wow. So if they bite you, you're done? No, if you bite them, like it's on you and you're trying to bite oh. it to get off you. Now, what, if, what is one of those weigh? That um, one looks like it weighs about 40 pounds. Yeah, that's a big, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. That thing looks like 40, 50 pounds. Like, yeah, like a medium-sized dog. Okay. What the fuck? Like a medium-sized dog. That's a good, <laughs> good way to fuck. Like a pit bull. Weighs about as much as a fucking pit bull. Okay, so what about a Komodo dragon versus a fucking uh, black bear? Who are you fighting in that situation? I'd go the bear because a Komodo dragon nips you. You're fucking dead from the like the bacteria and the bite. Right. You get yep. one little scratch, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Can't do it. Alligator or Komodo dragon? Alligator. Gator. Wait, are you in the water? Because that kind of changes things. You're you're on a marsh. <laughs> you fucking fence sitter. Um, <laughs> probably the alligator still because you can fuck them up just by putting your hand on a certain part of the of their mouth, right? Because they only open up a certain way. Right, man. The alligator pound for pound, I think, is the scariest animal out there. Honestly, yeah, they're, they're all muscle, so yeah, they're scarier fucking, than a shark. They're dinosaurs, Did- man. Do they do the same thing as crocs and go into a death roll? Like they grab something and then just roll around? Yeah. And the bite force is just off the charts. I mean, forget about it. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Okay, then let's go this shark versus alligator. And you're on the land, and the shark can breathe on land, <laughs> but it can't move. So you got it. <laughs> if it sh- see, if a shark could move like it could move in water, I'd fucking say no way. But I'm saying land- all things equal. All things equal. Shark versus alligator. I think I'm I'm taking the alligator still. I think pound for pound, a shark fucks up an alligator. Like if we're doing like that old show, Deadliest Warrior, like the Spartan versus the Ninja yeah. shit. <laughs> I think that I think the fucking alligator is the scariest animal in the world. Honestly, hippo. Hippo is 100% the scariest animal in the world. That's a bad motherfucker right there. Yeah, they're assholes. With hippo. They kill the most people out of any animal every year. I think that's because they're misleading. A lot of people are uneducated about how because they look cute and they no look one, slow. No one, yeah, and they look stupid and they're no one smart up and to they're an fucking vicious killers that can run 30 miles an hour. Yes, no one goes People up try to, to fade the marbles all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. No, that, it, it's scary. I, I go. Uh, my my biggest nightmare is an alligator that is trying to fight me. That's yeah. my biggest. Ah, uh, fuck, I, dude. Yeah, I've had so that. alligator or croc though, Ryan. Crocodile or alligator? Alligator, alligator. Yeah, the more swampy, you know, low key ones, like the shit that you see in Florida. Those are scary. Where do crocodiles live mostly? Uh, the top end, so Queensland, Northern Territory, Western Australia. Too okay. cold down here for them, thank God. Yeah, fuck that, dude. I, I mean, I don't understand, like, you know, these dudes in Florida that you see you see people like, you know, the Florida man, the the epic Florida man. I don't know. I mean, that's that's another question. Would you rather fly to, fight a Florida man or an alligator? I don't know, because you see these Florida men fighting alligators all the time, and it's mind-blowing to me, like how these people wrestle their dogs Yep. Out of the mouths of these alligators, it's it's crazy, dude. Dude, so. it's wild. Yeah, fuck alligators. And a, and a Florida man's probably on that much methamphetamine, like he won't feel no. it. Yeah, punching. or bath salts or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever bath the salts. fucking poison of choice is lately. Whatever's laying around. Yeah, you know? they eat faces down there, man. You don't fuck with those people. Yeah. All right, now, now we're going down the warrior side of things. Who would win in a fight, Alabama man or Florida man? Florida. Florida man, for sure. That's a tough call. Unless we're talking about like Miami, Florida man. That, <laughs> that, guy's not that guy's all coked up. He's not doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. wants to sleep with his Cuban girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, guys, I think this is a good spot to wrap it. Animal Fight Club. We'll have to continue this another time. It's a good segment. Oh, What's that? <laughs> it's a good segment. I think uh, maybe it's a, our a... second round of it. It's got to be good. <laughs> Have we talked it... about this before? <laughs> I think it came up on the lion or the lion hunting pugs episode. I think we went through a, a similar scenario of different animals. How many we could take? I think it's the new food one, though, Ryan. Like you're going to stop talking about food for the next year. And it's going to be all about animals. <laughs> you're growing as a person you're growing as a podcaster it's good to see right yeah 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 maybe and then we can then combine them what animal would you eat <laughs> these two? there you yeah. go and you could start we- your own barbecue show where you start smoking some of these animals yeah would you rather <laughs> eat 40 cheeseburgers or fight a koala bear what would you rather do <laughs> you know yeah mcdonald's burgers imagine that <laughs> oh oh shit this is awesome thank you guys this has been a lot of fun uh drew where can they find you and what do you got coming up 
Yeah, you can find me on your Missing the Point podcast on all the usual podcatchers. Um, also starting Conspiracy Theatre 3000 with Moral Bob and Andy Rouse this year coming up soon. And I also have a education podcast with Kaylee called uh, The Homeroom, Educating Educators, where we talk about all things homeschooling, uh, how to help your kids in the government system and try to navigate the horrible matrix that we all live in. Isn't it ironic, a public school teacher teaching about homeschooling? I love it. <laughs> that is great. Oh, beautiful thing. Drew, thank you so much, my friend. I'm so glad we connected. We'll definitely have to get together again when our schedules meet up. Perfect. Thanks for having I, me on, mate. Yeah, I'd love to do something again with you. Rye, what do you got going on? Just the same stuff, man. Same stuff every week. Um, sucks that we didn't get to do it last week. But, you know, if, if there is ever a time to not do uh, a show, it's it's that week. You know, it's the yeah. week of uh, of uh, family time and all that stuff. So I think it uh, it kind of worked out for the best, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, man, no, these are always so fun. So, you know, big thanks to uh, to Drew and to you, obviously, Matt, for uh, just having a fun, fun chat, you know, got all over the place as usual. So. Nothing new over here other than working on my new online store. Got a few new t-shirts that I'm working on, some new designs and some fun stuff like that. But that's about it. Yeah, I like the new tees, man. I'm definitely picking one of those up. Thanks, man. Yeah, they're they're, uh, fun. I'm excited to see how the quality is. And and I will let you all know what the quality would end up being. So that's always the... That's what was so great about your other shirts, man. They were fucking great t-shirts. Thanks, man. Yeah, I printed those myself. So it was uh it was it it I never got any bad feedback other than like the the few times when like, you know, shit would wash out when I didn't do them properly and I would always like to replace them when shit like that happened, but we'll see how this uh how this new venture works out. But uh yeah, excited to get these new like multicolored designs out. So anything can new? I make a su- can I make oh, a yeah. quick suggestion for a cunt shirt based off your last episode with ghost. Absolutely. What your, do you got? The sound bite that Joe and Jen have already got from it. You bunch of weird homos and have yeah. that as a cloak on a shirt. Yes. That's weird sound homosexuals. Like you weird, homosexuals. weird homosexuals. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they would want to print that. I might have to print that one myself still, but yes, that might be a good, uh, yeah. It just says you weird homosexuals. <laughs> and then it just says like dash cunt. Like that's who said it. Um, yeah, man. Cunt like the year 2022, whatever fuck it was. But yeah, no, that's a good idea. Actually, we might do that. But uh, anything new going on over there with the great deception? No, man. Just getting ready to start 23. We're going to start season two. I'm breaking it up. Um, I, I didn't do seasons before, but I'm going to do a second season, I guess, of it. And just yearly. No, just for dude, stupid shit. Season okay. two. It's 2023 season two first sure. second full year of the podcast okay no okay. but uh no nothing new just same old digging into the old world digging into uh you know ley lines and cymatics and frequency and all that fun shit and finding out why they uh why they did what they did in the 1800s so we'll keep digging it's always fun never 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 a dull moment because oh yeah it's full of fuckery. So I got some cool stuff coming out. Um, doing some projects with a, a couple different people. May do an interview or two. Uh, it's not my my thing. So I stay away from those. Um, but it is what it is. So having fun with it and uh, looking forward to this is this is my fun 
show. I look forward to this. This is the one I stress about is like, okay, I got to make sure I get good guests. I got to make sure I'm finding new people like getting and and because it's one of those where it's kind of built its own little following here and right. uh, and people enjoy it. So I like to balance out bringing people back and getting new people on and trying to mix up uh, some guests together that normally wouldn't get together and see what happens. So it's going to be fun this year. We'll have some fun. We'll get some new people on here and do what we do. Well, what's cool about it too, is there's no bad guests for the show, you know, nope. like for, for like this whole like idea of just chatting. So yeah, it's always awesome. And dude, I don't know when you're going to open those garbage pill kids, but I would love to see what you get in those cards. Oh yeah. Uh, if we, I'm going to see what my son wants to do, uh, but yeah. I'm definitely going to, I'm going to, we'll record it and we'll put a, put a little video up. Yeah. I'm stoked to see what you get. Did I hope that you get like some, some sick ones there. So where can you check out values of those? Oh, um, just go on. Let me see if I can find it real quick right now. I know that I found, um, you type in like garbage pail, uh, garbage pail kid, Chrome, uh, value. Um, there was a whole list of like go down much- with the podcast shirt on and go to porn stars and yeah. the value <laughs> make a big scene to promote your show that's right yeah. wearing your somebody- weird homosexual shirt yeah <laughs> while you're here visit and grab <laughs> yeah you know what i don't know man i'll see if i can find it because i i had this whole thing set up and i think i actually sent it to kim where it lists every single card that's out there for with the chromes and it tells you what each one is worth and oh, like cool. it goes it starts off with the one of ones yeah so you get like your twelve thousand dollar valued cards and then it goes down to like the three dollar value cards yep. so cool yeah yeah we'll definitely we'll, we'll get that and we'll record it and uh have some fun with it yeah good luck dude i hope you get some sick shit it's so fun man like, oh it's, I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy shop i got i saw them in my mailbox and I, it's taken all of my willpower not to open them up but thank god my son he comes over on uh wednesday so nice. we'll do something after school with it good i've just so, got to say me. that you guys sharing those these garbage pail kid things sent me down a trip of nostalgia that i had to go on ebay and buy a whole bunch of old odd bods that stuff that <laughs> i shared on instagram <laughs> and uh, i found myself i've got two sets now god did it cost me fuck yeah, yeah. it's worth Dope. it it's for the nostalgia right we got to stay young that's at it. heart that's, that's it dope. Gentlemen, thank you very much. (laughs) Stay strong and question everything.